Here we are, episode nine. New one. I feel like we should play some intro music. Yeah, that's we're not, going. We're not that technical, but... If anyone wants to record us a little song. <laughs> strumming the guitar. Oh, how's your weekend, man? I'll say weekend, because we only filmed it's our... Been a couple filmed. Of days. I only recorded our last episode on Friday, and tonight yeah. it's Monday. What's the date for those that overseas listeners? Fourth the 4th of, of May. So Star Wars Day. Is it? It May is. May the 4th be with you. I'm not a fan of Star Wars, but I've seen a lot of people posting about it. I think the missus is. Anyway. Make sure it's recording. Yep, we're all good. We're cool. into it. So, what is this episode about? Oh, I thought we'd change the structure a little bit. But, this week on the episode, we're doing... Um, running a reptile business slash collection. Yep. While working a full-time job. So, something that a lot of people overlook. Um, Now, I thought I'd just quickly go through the news of the week. You know, we've got a pretty big episode planned. Sweet. Um, So, something I've seen is that Platinums, Platinum Max, are in very high demand. Yeah, all of a sudden. I've seen a few wanted ads and a few... A few people buying a couple. For everyone out there that is after a Platinum, I know Chris Corton. We've got a female from him. It's sitting in my bedroom under the bed in quarantine. But I'm pretty sure he still has a couple of males left, so get on to him. But as far as that, I don't know anyone else bringing Platinums. Yeah, not that selling any. Anyway. No. But, yeah, it's good to see that we still have a couple of morphs that are very high demand. But yeah. That's just one thing I've seen of the week. Um, another thing of the week I've noticed, not even seen, is how cold has it been? Super cold. The past past four days, it's like we've just... The weather's clicked its fingers and gone into full-on winter mode. It's been getting super cold of a night time. I think the other night I got up and temp gunned the snakes at about 3.30 when I was getting a drink of water and they were sitting at about 14 degrees or something. So really pretty cold. We'll, our thermo- uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, but all our thermostats are on, obviously, like they record the temperature yeah. from every hour. But obviously, because we have them off at night, they don't record the night temps. But yeah, yeah. when they switch back on at 6 o'clock, I'm pretty sure the, the breeding room was getting to 16, 17 on, the two, on two yeah, of the yeah. racks. And two closest to the window, obviously. So the window closest was 16, and then the one in the middle was 17. And then even the yeah. snake room was getting under 20. So yeah, that's pretty cold for the snake Bloody room. I think I'll close the windows and not... Because normally I leave all the doors and windows open in the snake room. Because obviously, even though it is a hatchy room, we still have a couple of adult racks in there. Yeah. So. But it's good about sparking the males, hopefully, getting them in the mood. 100%. I've got all my males running around now, except one who's in shed. Yeah. Everyone else is running around Ravik spurring all the females. I had one male who keeps trying to lock up with girls, but he's just not sticking it in. Like, literally. Yeah, okay. He's just literally hooking the girls and not sticking it in. <laughs> but he's a proven breeder, so hopefully he gets it soon. Bit of full play. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into it. So... Cool. Running a full-time reptile collection slash business while working a full-time job. Yeah. So what do you do for a full-time job, Eden? I'm a butcher. You're a butcher? So, yeah. so what days you work? I um, I have Five Tuesday, days, six days, what do you five, do? Five days a week. I have Tuesdays and Saturdays off, mm-hmm. so breaks up the week a little bit, which comes in handy. Um, yeah, it's early, early, pretty early morning starts, getting home sort of about 6.30 at night, so... Not leaving me a great deal of time to get much That's right, we'll get into our weekly routine a little bit later, but just to get people an idea while we're talking, I'm in real estate, so before this COVID-19, exactly the same as you, five days a week, but I'd get Sunday and Tuesday off. 
it's obviously open homes on Saturday. So yeah. it made it a bit difficult for Eden and I to link up on things. But obviously that, that's why we started recording the podcast on Monday night because we both had Tuesday off. Yeah, that's right. But let's get into it, straight into it. We've dragged it on a little bit. How do we keep such a big collection? I, I kind of... I, you and I sat down yesterday and we wrote a fair few dot points out yep. after your work. I think that the, we have to split into two main things. We have to split into time management, obviously the main part. That's a big thing, yeah. Time and management. obviously cost management. So let's talk about a bit about time management. So yeah, so you've got to... Having, obviously cleaning. Cleaning is huge with time management. Cleaning and feeding. How do you do it with both hatches and adults? So... In the in the cooler months, obviously your your adults aren't going to be needing as much attention in both aspects. Um, I pretty much just make sure at all times they've got fresh water and probably only need to clean their tubs maybe three times over the space of about a month ago till up when it gets warmer. So okay, so let's split this part into four. We'll yep. say what you do, what I do, and then we'll split into summer and winter. Yep. But then we'll also, it's actually going to be split in eight because we go through radars and we go to hatchies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll just quickly go. Um, during summer, hatchies are clean probably every second or third day. Yeah, that's about right. And then the adults are clean probably every four to five days. Yeah. They're on a they're on a two layer butcher's paper. Obviously, I I go through like I said we'll go through later and give our exact routines, but. I go through and check everything every night. If there's a spilt water bowl and it's flooded, well, I'll that's clean right. it. Like with the hatches in the summer, obviously there's going to be poos every day from one yeah. animal or another. So, so I'll clean literally every two to three days. So then I'll check check everything sort of when I get home from work and do it like that. If something's pretty filthy, I'll change it. But if it's if it's not too bad, I'll just leave it for my main cleaning days. And when you do your checks, if you have one or two that are really filthy, it's takes literally two seconds yeah, without we right. clean. That's right. Um, but obviously, when we say we clean the hatchies every two days and then we clean the adults every four to five, that's a full clean bleach the tubs, F10 the tubs, um, full water change, full paper towel change. And the way we work the four to five days is that Eden and I literally, between Tuesday and Saturday or Tuesday and Sunday, that's about four or five days. Yeah. So that's why we do it that way. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, during... During summer, like I said, adults every four to five days, hatches yeah. every two days. I'm lucky enough that my beautiful girlfriend, every two days, I also get here, like, the days that I know I'm busy, I get her in here cleaning hatches for me. Not the adults. And you know what, even if she's a little bit slack during the day and waits till I get home, I do all the adults while she does the hatches and then it halves the time. Yeah, that's it. Because obviously, my collection's a little bit more dense than yours, um, and it... <laughs> Takes me a little bit longer. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little. So by having her just go through, obviously she doesn't do all like the the checks that I do on the actual specific snakes. Yeah. But at least she goes through it's and the basics, can, does the, the basics. Clean water. Yeah. And she knows how OCD I'm about clean water and fresh paper towel. And I will we'll be honest, we don't change. We don't do a full tub clean. We just change the paper towel. And you know what? A lot of time, most of the snakes poo and on the paper towel but a couple of times there's urates underneath it yeah. so about every second week we'll, if the urates are bad underneath the paper towel on the actual tub we'll do a full clean we'll get the scraper out and we'll scrape it all yeah, but right. we'll be completely honest we're, we're very transparent for this sort of stuff Yeah, um, no, but one's, no one's perfect in winter it's exactly the same with the hatchies every two to three days and by this stage they're not even hatchies they're holdbacks now yeah. and all the adults I find where we are now 
by putting the males in with the girls, there's still that last little bit of poo or wee or yep. whatever in them. Getting out the last drink. And when the male gets in there, they get all excited and they, they fill to their tub. So for about the first months of introduction, that's why you and I like to do it a bit early as well. Things, yeah. Is because then generally they fully empty out. I don't know what it is, but generally for the first two weeks of introductions, they will mess their tub up, so we'll leave it for the first week. Then the second week of introductions, we'll end up cleaning them. And then after that, um, or when they get excited and with the mail in there, they'll, I generally find it's all red on the paper towel and it's all their scent rather than actual yeah, yeah. poo. Yeah. Would, is that where you do something similar? Yeah. I know we're going a bit in depth, but no, that's what we're doing here. It's so. like you always find they're going to mess the tubs up in that first sort of couple of weeks of introductions and that sort of thing. But um, yeah. I'm the same as you, really. That's how I do it. And then yeah, well, we both adapted the same method. I know that as the season a lot of goes pe- on, you don't really need to do it as much. Like yeah, well, once we're in full breeding mode, the adults, unless they spill I water like, bottle, I like keeping the tubs up up to about now, sort of thing. I won't touch. I won't touch the tubs, except for doing water changes. That's about it. Yeah, well. Oh, excuse me. A lot of the females actually put their scent all over the tub. Yeah, well, that's right. So by cleaning them, you take the scent out of it. Like, mm. I, I, when I was watching, like, a few people a few years ago, everyone was cleaning their cages all the time, and it's just not the wrong... Like, it's not the wrong thing to do, but it also just takes all that natural smells away. So yep. they're just... The females, they go... Or the males, they just have to scent it all over again. Like I said, we're no scientists, but that's just from the backyard Makes standpoint. Sense. What we, yep. Yeah, exactly. Especially with olives, I think it's a huge problem. Yeah. Everyone, they all, olives, the, the the biggest culprit. Last season, I didn't breed olives. Yeah. I got a mail from a really good friend that had a small collection, so quarantine wasn't an issue, but plus the Albino girl was in a separate room, everything just in the lounge room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing her tank last season. It was just red trails. Crazy. <laughs> red trails the whole way. Yeah. And yes, exactly what I said before, I cleaned the first month of her because yes, it was a couple of um, urates and poo. Yeah. yeah. But after that, it was just all... I don't know what... We should look up what it's called, but it was literally just red trails. And it was just her scenting her tub and yeah. showing the male, I'm here. But the male wasn't cool properly, and she was a young girl. So it was literally yeah. just for a bit of fun to see what would happen. Yeah, it was a normal true. male to an albino, so like I didn't even want... Like, I didn't have time for her. Not too fast, yeah. So that's the cleaning and how we manage it with a full-time job. Yeah. And obviously, we come home at 6.37. Yep. Um, obviously the gym's aren't open now for me which is kind of good I can stay with the snakes but let's just say for Eden's sake you've got about half an hour to an hour before dinner yeah. and Jump then you straight. have about half an hour an hour after dinner and then you want to sit down relax and then go to bed always come straight into the room and just double first thing you do first Shake. thing you do is go <laughs> sniff any, the room <laughs> any funky smells going on yeah. if not you're all good yeah. for the most part <laughs> then he messages me Jake there's a funky smell <laughs> which normally it's just a little pinky mouse that's uneaten but yeah. it's good when we progress through the season because less funky smells and <laughs> yeah, all that sort of fun stuff <laughs> but talking about feeding how do we, how do we feed how do we, how do we manage we talking feeding a large collection with large work and a full time job so well, let's go have... through your summer let's go through your summer system so for the for the adults, it can be pretty full on, especially if you're looking at getting stuff to breed the following season. Do you reckon? Well, it can be if if they're even not... though I don't like this is why we love the podcast. We do a lot of things the same, but we we do argue a few things. So bit, yeah, so well, bigger, bigger. I reckon adults are the easiest. Proven proven breeders, not so much. Um, 
up and coming stuff that you've grown up from hatchlings. That's the start. Yeah, that's where I was going with this. That is, you're going to need to put a lot more food into them, especially because you want to try and get them to that weight where they're going to be comfortable and not pushing themselves too much. But for me, it's just lots of adult mice, lots of jumbo mice, and small rats, wing rats. Yeah, small rats when they will take them. Um, but obviously, it comes to a point where. You've got that many snakes and it gets a little bit expensive eventually, so you've got to think, what can we do to sort of cut costs? And that's... That comes with the cost management. Yeah, so that's why we've started to do a few mice of our own, start a little couple we'll of get racks. That. We'll get that to the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll pull you back here. So, how often do you feed... We're talking time management right now. Jesus. How, how often do you feed the adults during summer? So um, we're having hatches hatch. Males um, and we're getting them feeding. How often do you feed? And how often do you feed adults to save time? Males probably will get a decent feed once a fortnight. To be, if I'm being completely honest, females probably every seven days. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yep. I, we've discussed it many times during summer. My adults get males. I would even go every three to four weeks. But I'm talking like a yep. big small rat. Well, yeah, um, depends on the male as well. If they're you know if, what, if they're proven breeders, man, you said earlier about if they'll take rats. I I'd like a to single keep the males leaner. I haven't had a single adult ant not take a rat when they're hungry. Yeah. Because the way we feed, females to me every seven to ten days. Yeah, yeah. Up until January, when I flick the switch from them, then I do every five to seven. Yeah. Which, which again, it takes more time. But yeah, up until that point, even late January, I sometimes push to, depending how busy I yeah. am, I'll do every seven to ten days. And yeah, by the time after ten days of not eating... Especially if they're only getting an adult mouse. They're smashing it. They don't care if it's a rat, if it's a mouse, well, if it's a finger. They don't yeah. care. That's why you don't come to our collection during the middle of summer. Because you will get smashed by that old ant. Yeah. I don't care who it is, what it is. If it's a male or a female, you'll get nailed. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. But what about you with the, with your males? Do you keep them a little bit leaner? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'll always... My males are pretty... Like, not, not small, but they're... They're noticeably smaller. You know them. what? I probably keep my males larger than most people. Yeah. More okay. fat on them. For the reason that I generally like to... We start our season early. Yeah. We have a male that breeds for up to five months. Yeah, yeah. Not even five months, sorry. Maybe four. Yeah. Because okay. from the point that you do your first introduction to our first clutch of stimmies last season, I'm thinking, that was five months. So let's say... You put that male across a girl for four months. That's a lot of... That's a one a third of, of his year. Yeah. That he's trying to be getting his way with females. Mm-hmm. So I'll generally, the last couple of weeks before cooling, I've got an albino Mackie male that's got a big season ahead of him that I've pumped. Yeah. Who's only just gone into his pre-breeding shed now. Because yeah. I fed him that much, got a little bit of exercise on him. I don't find they get lazy because throughout the season, they're using so much energy to find the female, yeah. to chase the females and to spur the female. <laughs> we look right now... All my sing- all my Max and Stimmies, they're spurring the heck Big out of the time. females. Yeah, absolutely. You know how much energy that would take? Yeah. You and I know how much. <laughs> I don't know if you young, young viewers, but foreplay, mate, it takes an hour. <laughs> but, nah, that's what I do. Yeah. I, I honestly, I've, we've said it many times in our breeding podcast and even our spotted episode and Stimmy episode, we're just talking about breeding more and everything's the same. Yeah, we cruise right. our adults through up until about late January, February, then we smash them with food. Because by the time we start smashing them with food, generally by then, hopefully, if we have a season when we sell a bit, that's when we're, we're quite light on hatchies. Yeah. This season, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Obviously, the girls are going to have to step up. 
because we're going to have a lot more holdbacks and well, yeah, a lot enough. of snakes feeding. But how do you, and then hatchies, feeding hatchies, whether it be, like I said, right now we're feeding holdbacks <laughs> because we've decided what we're keeping. Yep. But let's just say middle of summer, we've just got a whole bunch of hatchies out. How do you do it? Obviously, you've got you to, it's not the same with the adults. You open an adult tub. And they smash it no matter what it is, whether it's a finger or a pink or an adult mouse. So yeah, we what do hatchies do? Because you've got to spend hours sometimes trying to get one hatchie to feed. A lot of yeah, a lot of the what time do you didn't have picky eaters. So I won't really talk on that too much at the moment. But well, no, we should because it's a, because especially well, get, with entre- especially with Antaresia, hatchies are fussy feeders. So yeah, how do definitely. we get three hundred hatchies? When one third are absolutely stubborn and won't eat, yeah, and the other one third is we have to put a bit of extra in, and one third yeah, is straight lots, off the back. Lots of patience, lots of patience, but which you and I don't have. <laughs> no, it can get a bit frustrating. I feel like headbutting the wall every now and then, but I guess you're going to get that. Um, yeah, it's just so you obviously go through and offer feeds to absolutely everything, see what takes, see what doesn't, and a lot of the time nothing will take. Yep. And you give them give them a few weeks and tries and then you you might try leaving a pinky in overnight for the first sort of exactly the first same. little yep. thing. Um sometimes that'll work, sometimes a lot of the time it won't. So then you'll you try that maybe a couple more times and have a look at your success and then you move on to the next thing which for me is probably feeding tails. And I I find that gets them going a little bit. So this I, season, I'll butt in quickly. Yeah, yeah. Every other season, you and I have both tried scenting. We've tried everything. Yeah. But, no, the last few seasons, sorry. This season, we gave, I did a lot of, like, Eden didn't have as much as me. I'm not, again, this isn't a shitting on Eden, but I, he didn't have as many as me. And you got pretty complacent with trying to feed hatches, yeah? So you fed them yeah. literally the day after they shed and we split them up, yeah? Yeah. I did that with pretty much 9 out of 10 clutches, Let's just because I probably did that. Yep. But there was one or two clutches that I left for literally two to three weeks because I was so busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, as Eden said, we try and feed. If they don't eat, we leave them. A week later, try and feed. If they don't eat, we leave them. And then after about two weeks, after their, pre-late, after their um, first shed, we try every three days. If they don't eat every three days, after probably... We're sitting in about a month, month and a half since they pre um, had their first shed. Yeah. That's when Eden and I start force feeding adult um, mouse tails. Yeah. And we'll only force probably the first little bit of the tail in. Yeah. And the idea is to teach them how to eat. Hopefully they'll finish the rest. If it's they shown don't, great. great you you had great success. I, I did. Eden wasn't doing this again. Like it was, we're all learning here. You weren't, be honest, before you and I were t- leaving together, yeah. you weren't doing that, were you? No, not at all. And then all. I did it one night for you, showed yeah. you, and the next week when you fed pinkies, I you didn't even within, try and do the tails. Within a fortnight, I think I got about six unfeeding hatches to start Through that method. Unassisted. And that. And in the racks that we keep at 34 plus degrees. That's given me a lot, of, a lot of confidence for the next season to, if, for unfeeding hatches that I will be able to get them going eventually and... You do have to be patient. A lot of the time, they might take a month or two months to. I'll be honest. Really how, how many unhatchy feed? How many unfeeding hatches do you still have? Any? I've no. I've got. I've sold everything. Wow. So yeah. So I'll be honest. I've got two albino max. Yeah. I've got 
I was going to say three, but one started eating. I've got two Het yep. um, Albino Male Max. I've got three Het... Oh, four Het uh, Marbles. Yep. And two Visual Marbles. That's all I've got left well, I've got that one, isn't feeding. One Het Marble here that's only just sort of in the We're past. being honest, so I'll be completely honest. Yep. That's yep. what I've got. Past fortnight, I had my Marbles. You remember how early they hatched last sure, year? Sure, yeah. Like, this thing still pretty much looks like a hatching, and it's only just started. Well, you've seen the marbles really. I've got there from... The three yeah. marbles I've got that aren't feet... The, the hat marble and the two marbles yeah. are from that sort of... Um, well, the marble and the hat marble are from that survival clutch. Yeah. And then the hat, the other marble I've got is from the white line, which is we didn't get many out of. Yeah. So, right away... <laughs> It's obviously, like, you can tell what hatches are going to be an asshole and what aren't. Yeah. Definitely. And in the last fortnight, I've had three hatches eat that have never eaten. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> you think the cold snap would turn them off feed. Yeah. But yeah, in saying that, we've bumped up the racks because we know it's getting a bit colder on the cold side of the rack, so. But, yeah, if for everyone that's sitting there with their notepads, they have their um, first shed, first shed, wait a week, off them a pink. They don't eat the pink, wait another week, offer them a pink. If they don't eat the pink, offer them every three days a pinky. If they don't eat after that, and you've hit it about a month after their first shed, start force-feeding them tails. Yeah. And then, obviously, before you force-feed them a tail, offer them a pink. And Eden's had great success. He breeds a lot of stimmies with very gentle movement, offering them to their snout, letting them open I've their mouth on it. Gen- really gently pushing on the snout, they eventually will tend to just open up really slowly, really gently, and sort of take it. Um, it Which, it, from memory, with the wheat belts, the early genera- generation yeah, I, wheat belts, I do remember you saying that before I even bred them, that yeah. they, they're a pain in the ass to get feeding. Children's and- are max. Children's and max. Uh, okay, I'll lump them in together. You have a couple that are like the stimmies and don't like to strike, yeah. but if they generally like to strike, you're in with a chance. Yeah, yeah. I've had some... Posset granites here that don't <laughs> they will literally lunge their whole body out of the tub but they won't want to yeah. stick their mouth in the pink we're not going to make this into a how to feed hatchies episode yeah. we'll do that when we got hundreds of hatchies and we're sitting here swearing <laughs> but that's generally what it is yeah no, for but, sure um, sometimes even I'll spend an hour or two at night in here and we'll touch on it a little bit later if that can really affect how the girls our girlfriends deal with it because we don't spend a lot of time with them and we spend more time with each other in the hatchy room trying to feed snakes. So we'll touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. But that's generally what we try and do. If they don't eat the pinky, after a couple of weeks, we force feed them a tail straight down the gob. They generally finish the job. And you want to sort of give them a decent, decent-sized tail that's going to be yeah, leaving, it's a, it's a, it's leaving a, it's some an adult, sort of... It's an adult tail, if not a... I've actually fed wiener tails to the smaller stuff and yeah, they're okay. fine. But yeah, the fine. idea of the tail is just so they don't lose that much body condition. I've been yeah. taught it by a few breeders, um, so I'm not going to take any credit for it, yeah. but I found it really works. Obviously, the bigger the hatchy, the obviously it takes a jumbo mouse tail, whatever. Yeah, the big thing is them getting it down by themselves and, I guess, you could say teaching them how to eat. Everyone has had that hatchy that doesn't eat. They don't force-feed it. Yeah. After a couple of months, it finally eats a pinky and they die. It's yeah. because the pinky overloads the cyst, and they haven't had anything in their gut yeah. for since they've hatched. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think it's going to do? Obviously, yeah, a full right. pinky's going to overload the system. So that's why we just feed the tail. So they always have their digestion system moving. They always have something in there. Yeah. But we'll be on to the next thing. Time management. 
It's no secret, Eden and I have started breeding our own mice to try and cut that cost. Most people say we're crazy. We have full-time jobs, we have a full collection, and we're now breeding mice. So how do we manage that? So, yeah, it's just, I guess... Pretty easy when I have reduced hours and we've just started. (laughs) Our day is off, but, yeah, it's not not too full-on. We've only got the two racks going at the moment. But um, on our days off, we'll just put maybe an hour or two. Not even. With both of us out there, we literally have a couple tubs spare, which is full of shavings. We don't have every tub spare. We we have two racks, but not every rack's full right now. So we literally, we we fill the three tubs, we go straight, clean three tubs, one of us washes, one of us dries, we go straight and repeat the system. Yeah. So, it's very simple. And we're, we're mainly doing it to feed the smaller stuff in the collection. We're not doing it for the for the adults as of yet. We'll see how we go later on in the year. Obviously, when we're turning over adult breeder mice, we're going to have some adult spare. We will have really some. Good. We will have some. And ideally, that would be awesome if we could we, we could yeah, cover we'll... our whole mouse bill. But yeah. the chances are we're not going to, which yeah. we'll touch on in with the cost management. Yeah. Now... Ian, another big part of us and here at Unreptiles is the sales. Yep. It's no secret. We sell snakes. <laughs> so how do you manage that with a full-time job? So I guess we've, in the past months, we've had lots of people messaging us. Asking, lots. At like, least for those, like we're not bullshitting, literally three to four people a day message us. Yeah, I reckon. What we have for sale and... And every single person is their own person that we have to cater for and we have to answer yeah. questions to and it can take a lot of time. It can, yeah. So for me, I just really, I know there's a lot of people out there, a lot of breeders that don't don't tolerate it whatsoever and they just pretty much ignore ignore them or tell them just be really bland. But you've got to, for us, I think a big thing is we, you've got to be understanding to an you extent, s- but you- you've got to do it in your own time. You can't... Mm. You said it last night when we were sitting down. We were talking about a. We've got a website, but we haven't launched it yet, purely for the fact of time. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't managed our time around the website too well. And Eden was saying about how how good's it going to be when the website up and the snakes are there and people can see the snakes already. Exactly in the what we got for sale. And how much have it is. Each snake an individual ad and photo. And that's great, but a lot of the time, what we've built our reputation on is the conversation we have. Yeah, absolutely. And I said that to him. I go, "You're in, you're a butcher, but you still sell meat, yeah, to people face to face." Yeah. I'm in real estate where we sell houses face to face. It's that face to face communication you have with someone, the building rapport, that really makes that experience either a good or a bad experience. No, that's right. And as, as excited as I am to get the website up. I'm still not going to have people be able to buy a snake off the website. I want to, I want to have people call me and go, I'm interested in snake 2020-01-03. Um, yeah. I want that people to call us and ask for that specific snake because, I don't know about you, but I'm OCD with every single snake in the collection. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. And no, you know what? Right. If they call me about a snake that's yours, I'll say, look, it's my partner's. Yeah. Business partner, not <laughs> yeah, relationship. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I say it every episode, but I'll pass your number on. Mm-hmm. And you and know that, what? That has happened plenty. It's of happened times. many a times. Yeah. You know, it's happened many times where I sell your snakes. Yeah. Because you're busy at work, That's and I'm right. on a lunch break. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. We have to. We have to also make that clear. <laughs> Even though Facebook says we're active all the time. 
Ethan's laptop's on 24-7 and my computer and laptop are on 24-7. So it always is reactive. Yeah. So although, yes, sometimes we reply quick, it's because generally between both of us, we have a lot of... We'll reply. Like, if we see the message and we have a spare minute, we will reply. We're yeah. not going to leave people on If we have a lunch break, we go to the toilet quickly. We'll, we'll quickly reply to you. Yeah. Generally, it's not too hard. And between Eden and I, we can we half the time and we half the response time. Yeah. So I have to make that very clear. But for me, sales, I do it on Tuesday or Sunday, my day's off. Yeah, okay. Occasionally, yeah, well, like if, if I'm working in Barrow near Sydney, it's never happened, but I have offered it to people. I'll meet them quickly on my lunch break. But other than that, I've met people at the office up at the uh, real estate office. Yeah. Um, but again, that they the people know that I'm at work and they understand that it's yeah, literally right. a drop-off, here's the snake, it's feeding on this, drive home safe, here's my license details, that's yeah. it. I'll yeah, talk to you it. later. If you have want any more info, I'll give you a call. But Because I'm at work. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, and anyone that does buy a snake of us, we're always going to be happy to, if you have any problems, give us a call. We'll have a chat, see what we can troubleshoot. But again, I'm at work. So, at the, again, snakes are awesome, but right now, for yeah. you and I, both of us, it's equivalent. This is the whole episode, is that snakes right now are our hobby. We have full-time jobs. Yeah. yeah. So, if we drop a snake off while we're at work quickly, we're at work still, guys. Like, you have to understand. Yeah. We still have to make a living for our families, and that's just what it is. We have to pay the rent. Snakes are our hobby. Yeah, Any it. money that we make from the snakes, people say, yeah, you guys make money off it. Yeah, but you know what? It we, goes straight to a rodent bill. Yeah, we discussed that last episode. <laughs> We're not not really putting too much in our pockets. Even and I, we spent six grand on racks yesterday. Yeah. Like, it all goes back into them. <laughs> Even it's our not, own money. Not tax for leisure. Return, tax return. Even and I don't we go. Don't spend, get me started on we tax We don't go spend Jesus. on holidays for our girlfriends and nice rings and everything. We'll talk about that later. But we don't go spend it on nice stuff. We go buy new snakes or new racks or rotobill. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> no, but just, I just want people to understand that. So, another thing with time management is the social media. We're very active on social media. We try and be. I think it's a big part. I think we're the uncrowned sharing kings. <laughs> <laughs> but for, it's very simple social media. You follow the algorithms. You post the scene. Yeah. An, anyone that... Like, just do your own research and you'll find out it's very easy. Um, Eden and I... We, no, again, very transparent episode. We try and share a post at least every second or third day. Yeah. At least. Keep people engaged. And you know what? We were literally talking about how we can better our social media. And I went on Instagram and I obviously did the ask a question. Yeah. And we had 30 questions there. We had 30 questions there. And I'm like, Jesus. Why answer this on Instagram when I can answer it on the podcast? Yeah. Why not? We can answer it quicker, more personable. Yeah. We get everyone a shout out. It's heaps better. Yeah. So it's just knowing the little things. Just to help us. Couldn't agree more. And there's one part of social, uh, social fire out, time management that really saves us a heap of time. Yeah. And now that is caging and equipment. Now it's how you set up your reptile that really saves you time. Absolutely. So yeah. So do you want to touch on me first? What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll I'll touch on it briefly. So my take on it, like we've 
We've got two main main rooms here. Obviously, we've got the quarantine room. Which oh, no, we don't have main rooms. But we've got the breeding room and the hatchery room. Yeah, the breeding room. And then under our beds or your lounge room is the spare, this is the quarantine yeah, room. Yeah, for any new stuff that's coming in. We don't want to obviously mix quarantine rooms, so then you have to start the quarantine process and everything all over again. So we've yeah. got, obviously, the garage, your bedroom, my bedroom, our lounge rooms, which yeah. are different rooms. But, again, that's a whole other different... Fuck, excuse language. A whole other different episode of quarantine. So everything's kept together in, in its own sort of category, I guess. So the... The hatchy slash grow out yielding room. What do we keep them on? What what do we what caging do we use to save us so much time? Vision. 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 So we use everything in a racking vision, system. Vision. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Can't go wrong with it. The difference between our racking system and a lot of people have vision, but a few other people that use other racks and tubs. Yep. Our tubs are flat bottomed. So U rates, we can scrape them up very easy. They don't stick very easy. Very easy cleaning. All our paper, our butcher's paper is cut to size. The hatchy tubs fit two squares of paper towel in every tub. Yep. Um, in the smaller hatchy tubs, it's literally folded over. And same as the V35s, you get a big... When I've got it cut to size, but yep. you don't have it cut to size. You prefer yep. to fold the big bits. I just fold it, yeah. Which gives it four layers of absorbance, should yep. I say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's how we cut our time. Having everything in racks. Plastic. Easy to clean. Well, you know what? In this time when you and I have long weekends, we sit out in the um outside with our bleach F ten. We go through a system of metal um scrubbers and all sorts of scrubbers. Yeah. To clean everything. Yeah, yeah. We we have piles of tubs that aren't aren't clean, which are kept in the garage, which once a once every couple of months we clean, and then we get them ready for the next season. Yeah, that's right. So that's how we save a huge amount of time. The vision, now, yeah, the vision racks, they just... You know, what with the racks themselves, as we start selling hatches, the vision racks get less. Yeah. So then we can take the vision racks outside, we cover up the, the electrical parts, we literally just gurney them down. Give a bit yeah. of F10 and bleach, gurney them down, get all the dust off them, or you know what, even if you've got a couple snakes in them, just wipe them down with a wet cloth. It's the best thing, like, compared to the wooden racks, you can just... Pull the heat cord straight off them. Yeah. And just take them outside and off you go, really. Give like... you a chance to also clean under the racks. Give you yep. a chance to check the heating. Give you a chance to do everything. All the maintenance that you need. If need be, they're easy enough to pull apart completely. and That's what we're going to do with a couple of our racks. Really clean everything. So yeah, I reckon they're the way to go. Obviously, they're, they're not for everyone. and they're Well, they're not... a bit costly as well. Like I said before, we, we just spent six grand on racks. They are, and they're not easy to That's obtain at the moment. Um Big shout out to Reptiles Down Under and there the Arena. Is, is They're exciting, bringing them in. Exciting stuff happening, yeah. Hopefully so, in the next few months we'll see a lot more Vision for sale. If is, anyone's interested in Vision, message us or um, Reptiles Down Under because they are having a bit of a wait list now, ready yep. to go. And so when the minute that this all this COVID-19 pandemic ends, they can bring them straight in. and Yeah. And because um, they do have quite a few people interested, including yeah. us. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're good friends with the guys at Vision and Reptiles Down Under, so... Can never have enough um, Vision. Never have enough. <laughs> but in saying that, equipment, what do we use for equipment-wise to save time? We obviously use thermostats. Yep. As I mentioned earlier, we can check them all off our phone. Everything we want to be able to control. As long as they're on, they lodge the, they lodge the temperature 
per hour. Yeah. They also tell us what the temperature is right now. Yeah. We can change the temperature off our phone. We can also set alarms. So for us, a two degree difference and we can set the time. Yeah. Uh, we can set an alarm that you and I get an alarm where we can change the temperature, turn the temperature off completely, whatever. So if a heat cord fails, we know. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, it's the same as the incubator. That's a huge part. Three, three or four major components for equipment. Like you got your vision racks, like we just touched on. Yep. Your F ten for cleaning and yep. sanitization. And then the incubator. You want to have a good incubator. I know that's not really. It's not as much of the component. Not, yeah, for, it's sort of just keepers, but more so breeders. Yeah, but I think the third component we'd say would be a good uh, thermostat. Absolutely, can, yeah. You can change remotely. You yeah. and I can be on the other side of the planet and change the temperature of our snake room. How crazy yeah. is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. And on top of that, like I said, when it is off, when it is off, we know when is it off. Yeah. Because we have wi- we have timers set on Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's right. Our timers are also all in our phones. So we can change everything, timing, cycling, temperature, all on our phones on the other side of the planet and there not be a single issue. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that is how we save time. Futuristic. Eden and I sit there and we go, let's change our racks to 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Yeah, cool, done. Boom, 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 done. How good is that? It's awesome. You wouldn't have think, thought that could happen. Think, thought? You wouldn't have think. No, you wouldn't have thought that could happen even five years ago. It's pretty crazy. Not a chance. So, anyway, yeah. that's, so that's the time management part of keeping the reptile collection. Yeah, and work full time. Yeah, sums Can it we up. pause it here and I just quickly go to the bathroom? Yeah, I agree. Just, just Let's quietly. Do Let's just quickly do it. Get, give us a chance to get some more drinks and and quickly answer a couple of questions that we're getting through the page. Let's but drinks, drinks. All right, we're back. Take it away. Sorry, guys. Eden had to check his platinum was still a platinum, and <laughs> and I needed to get a drink and quick toilet break. But hope you all enjoyed the time management segment. Part two is we've got the cost management. Cost management. Cost of how we manage under reptiles while working full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. Now, feed. What do we do with our food? We touched on a bit of... We're going to overlap a little bit here, and and throughout the episode, I think we will. But I think it's something we have to do. So, with our cost management for food, is that Eden and I, this last year, last month, (laughs) we've started to breed our own mice. Yeah, we have. What we aim to do here is um, breed our own pinkies, fuzzies, wieners, hoppers, whatever. Our smaller size mice, and if we can do a couple of extra adult mice, then that's the benefit. Bonus. But how we save money on feed is and we I, order in bulk. Yeah, bulk buying is another big way you can save a bit of money, especially if you if you've got that many animals there. It's huge, mate. We yeah. we do we don't do a fifty dollar orders. We do. Thousand dollar orders. Yeah, Roden Brothers, Peter Birch, and his brother. You know, like Mark Green, Peter Street. We use thousand dollar orders. Yeah, to yeah, help definitely. get a discount. Yeah, and so it, we save money. It on does it. help. It does help. You, you, need, you need to do it. You do need to do it. One hundred percent. It obviously helps if you find a rodent breeder that has good prices. Yeah, and that you can get on a good relationship with where they can do your discount. I, I Mark Green. He is one of, I don't know what he calls his rodents, greens, rodents or something. Okay. He's one of, like, a really good mate personally. But with snakes, he's also a really good mate. And he does me an awesome discount on rodents because we're mates. Yeah. 
And I, because I buy big off him. Yeah, okay. I think that is huge. Buying in bulk. Yeah. Obviously, in, if you buy in bulk, you have to have enough freezer space. In And okay. I have a huge chest freezer, and we also just li- recently got another freezer. Chest yeah. freezer... Re- we like, bought that other freezer when we started doing our own mice. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Just because we've got to have our freezer that we buy rodents in and we got to have that freezer that we The girls are chewing through ice cream like there's no tomorrow, so... <laughs> I was going to throw them under the bus like yeah, that. Right. <laughs> you have balls you got to have an extra space. <laughs> I might get slapped away, do For all the tons of ice cream, eh? <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. We're going to go through quick because we've got a big episode. We've got heaps yep. of questions to get through. Let's get into Cost it. management, betting. Betting. So, How do we manage the cost when it comes to betting? So we, we buy a lot of snakes. We do. So for, for adults and sub-adults, we'll buy butcher's paper, and I think is it fourteen or thirty? Well, I say it's it's between ten and twenty kilos. I think it's about fourteen kilos, and that gives you a good couple of months worth of butcher's paper, and that's you know it costs you about thirty-five bucks. So. If you tie in with time management, obviously, if you get the pre-cut stuff like I did for a bit, which yeah. costs a little bit extra, yeah, um, which isn't coming in. For the, cost for the V70s, it. it fits perfectly. You fold it sort of one-third over and yeah. chuck it in and off you go. Like, And then, yeah, for, for hatchlings, it's just paper towel, which is pretty good. Which, you, if you find you probably, before, probably before COVID-19, <laughs> you did it. Yeah. But if you find paper towel and special and you buy a good five to ten rolls... You probably pay like ten, five to ten bucks a week on paper towel, maybe. Yeah, when you can not even, animals. Not even. It depends how much you change and how much you feed. Yeah. You, you, you got to remember, the more you feed, the more you you clean. Yeah, absolutely. And for Eden and I, we have a weird obsession with feeding lots, <laughs> so we have to clean lots, <laughs> which is which comes in hand in hand. So let's just quickly touch again a whole other episode: paper towel, butcher's paper, verse. Betting. First betting, yeah, for sure. You so, and I, for a while, we imported a big pallet of Critter's Crumble. Oh, no, it was Critter's Crumble? Pure chips. Pure chips, sorry. Pure chips. Wow, been a long day. <laughs> Worked. So, Pink yeah, we, we gave that a run for a little while. I I liked the look of it. It was pretty cool to use, but it didn't didn't make sense financially, I guess, to keep using, especially... You reckon? I reckon financially it was, we were better off, although... So cost management, it but was better. A lot Time of management, points. it was worse. No, cost effective. What am I saying? Cost of cost management, it was worse. Time management was better. Yes, it costs us a yeah, little bit true. more, but yeah. we saved time because we spot clean rather than change the whole tub. That, but I was having dramas with feeding snakes, and you'd dry them out as much as you could, and they'd still be getting pure chips stuck in their gums, and you'd have to go through after feeds and pick little bits out and it just gets a little bit was that Was that every feed though or do you find it every couple of feeds? I found probably oh. out of all the females I fed maybe one female yeah, but even feed still, would get a chip stuck. It wasn't you 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 switched back to butcher's paper probably about a month before me and it wasn't until I fed a female and she had a, a chip in her mouth she had a little bit of a big slit for a couple of like about a week and then I fed her then I looked in and I pulled out a pure chip. So she'd been obviously had it for the week. And I was like, all right, well, yeah. I don't want to risk my whole back. Spine. I've actually still got a bag of, I've got a bag of pure it too. chips in the back of my car. If you want. Anyone yeah. can? In, back, in your back of your yeah, car? in my boot. <laughs> if anyone oh. wants them, 20 bucks and have a bag of premium grade pure chips. It was premium too. They were the good ones. 20 yeah. bucks each. We've got two bags, 40 bucks. 
But, yeah. So, another cost thing when it comes to our big collection, electricity. Mm. <laughs> we shouldn't talk too loud, the girls are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we manage costs? Yeah, I was so... talking to a good friend of mine, Kurt, last night, and he actually runs each level of his rack off one heat cord. So, when he's not using a level, he can unplug it. Yeah. Which okay. is a very smart idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But then you also got to come into account, could have like taken into account for you and I. So yeah. If we're running four hatchy racks in the peak of season, when we start selling stuff or it, it only it we 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 move the hatches over in each rack. Yeah. As we get smaller, so we can eventually turn racks off and move them yeah, in the garage. Yeah, for, for like our hat, the room we're sitting in now, the oh, hatchy oh, grow out room. Yeah. Um, I got a carpet burn on my toe. Oh, that was really weird. <laughs> anyway, yeah, 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 it's it's toasty in here. It's almost like a sauna. So the temperatures are going to be staying a little bit warmer. The thermostats and heat cords aren't going to be working as hard as they would in a in a cold room. So it probably doesn't do too too much, but it's that's sort of curving the curving the edge on it a little bit, I guess you could say. So you know what I found? So a couple of ways to manage your electricity. We've got a couple of hatch racks. We've got one in a cupboard. So we close the cupboard of a night. That way that that cupboard stays toasty as. We've got a few mates that keep hatchy racks in cupboards. Yeah. We? Yep. We've also got a rack that we keep, a vision rack, hatchy rack, that we keep core fluid on the back and the sides that keeps the heat in. We also have a drop sheet that we drop down the front to also save electricity. But with our adult racks, obviously when they cool down to a night up to 17 degrees, 16, 17 degrees, we have them next to each other. So when they start to heat back up of the day, naturally being next to each other, they're going to heat up quicker. Yeah. Keeping them together, but then keeping the sides that are exposed to the other, the other temperature of the room is going to help. So that's a huge part. And also, yeah, I, we keep all the windows and blinds shut when they're trying to heat back up to try and save electricity. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. I think I think that's all when it comes. That's all we really do. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we just cop it. We just cop the. Like, so it's be, always going to be high. It'd be nice to have top. solar panels, but when you're renting, you're you're always going to have the high electricity when you keep reptiles. So you know what? You can either bend over and cop it, or you can cry about it. We just bend over and cop it. So that's what we do. <laughs> if, you're, if you're smart, you can use the hatchlings to pay for it, which is what yeah. we try to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, we try and. I'll tell you my big secret. We try and do a project a year that we have a lot of holdbacks, but everything that we sell from that project specifically. So let's just use the example of T plus Stimmies. Yeah. T plus Stimmies pay for my rodent build. Yeah. BM Max pay for my new edition build, and the Marvel pay for my electricity. Let's just use that as an yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rough guy. And that's line. literally how I do it. I have different bank accounts for each thing, or different wallets in me and my undies drawer, <laughs> and that's how I pay it. Yeah. So it's just about thinking about it, thinking ahead. Obviously, electricity bills every three months. Water, we haven't experienced yet. I lived in units before this, so yeah, okay. water bill wasn't really charged, but. We could be those breeders that bring in their own water and non-chlorinated. Got <laughs> a dam out the back. Might just get a filtration system. Oh, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> suck it up. Another huge cost when running a big reptile facility slash collection is your healthcare. So between the F10, the bleach, the vet Med visits, yeah. what do we do? 
How, how do we help women it? Um, so you... You haven't had as much experience with me with vet checks, but yeah. for example, for the vet, I have a vet that's very good friends of myself, okay. and I keep him on side, and he, whenever is I have an at, issue... Um, green which, Cross, is it? Or? Yeah, which yeah. a lot of the time, it's the occasion... I had two females last season, out of all of them, which was very good, that became um, stuck with either the last egg or the last couple of eggs, and yeah. I give him a call and just say, hey, mate, she's coming in, give her a nice little discount, and he sorts me out all the time. Yeah, no, he's a legend. I've I've de- dealt with him a few times, and he always helps you out. Isn't he? Doesn't charge through no. the nose. He'd rather get straight to the point if he can, if it's not too serious, and tell you what it is, and off you go. Really. So, but no, he's really good. Like he yeah. last season, he um, I had a female head out. She dropped a huge clutch, and obviously she just couldn't get the effort to bring the last egg out. Yeah. Yeah. And he literally said to me, he goes, mate, look, if she stays overnight and I can get the egg, egg out just through massaging and warm baths, yeah. I won't charge her. If I have to charge her for bait, um, all the stuff to bring on contractions and that, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the cost price. Yeah. Okay. And that's where you get with developing a relationship with your local vet. Yeah. Especially, we can't recommend highly go to a specific reptile vet straight away. Because you're just going to waste more money. I remember when I kept greens and I had an issue with one of my greens, I went to a non-specific reptile vet. Yeah. They charged me through the roof. Then I went to a reptile vet, charged me through, through the roof again, but I would have only had to pay it once and the green just ended up dying because greens are unforgiving. <laughs> once you go down there with a green, you know, there's no coming back. So yeah. I literally just paid double because I didn't have a good relationship with my local reptile vet to begin with. Yeah, okay, okay. And again, for those, there's not always a reptile vet around. So... No. It's ask good around. to do your research, ask around. Facebook's um, usually pretty good if you post on some of the bigger pages. Mate, it's awesome. Someone but, someone should give you some info. Yeah, but also with stuff like F10 and all their health cleaning products, you buy in bulk. Yeah. Like with the rodents. I mean, buy what, you bulk. can pick up what, what we're looking at the other day. Is it a... One litre bottle of F10 and you're looking at 100, 120, 130 bucks. Yeah. And, you know, it lasts you forever. It's a dilute, so... Yeah. Um... That way you can save a bit. You buy in bulk. Yes, it's going to cost you more to upfront, but you know what? Over the years, it's not going to cost you that much. No, that's right. Absolutely. Cool. So what do we got next? Sorry, mate. I'm just replying to a few messages. That's all right. Um, been busy. Always busy. You need me to do. Good message. All right. So... That's pretty much the first two parts of how we maintain the collection through time and cost while we work a full-time job. Yep. So what's your usual routine? Let's just talk through right now your routine. Let's just talk in the middle of breeding. Let's talk through the middle of summer. So you're getting clutches out and you're also having hatches feeding. Let's just let's just go through yours first and we'll go through mine. Yeah, yeah. So Just the usual routine of summer versus winter. So we'll start off in... Summer full swim. Specific. From the minute you wake up, what do you do? You go to the toilet first, brush your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, so, yeah, every morning I'll come Pat and do it. on the shoulder? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm I'll joking. do a, um, a brief check on everything, obviously. When before, in the morning? Before, yeah, before okay. I go to work. It's not too crazy. Just on my main things. If, if anything's had a big feed or... I fed and shut the tub before they finished eating. I'll come in and do a check that they haven't stopped eating or regurgitated or anything bad like that. Yuck. Um, 
You'd have me messaging you abusive messages if that was the yeah. case. <laughs> Most of the time it's one of yours, but <laughs> you've got a few more than me. But um, yeah, so do that and then in the summer I'll come home. Obviously, a lot more cleanings going on like we touched on. A lot yeah. more feeds, monitoring, monitoring females. I might... I'm pretty OCD with it, like weekly I'll I'll try to weigh females when it's coming up to the breeding season and see what they're see what they're doing with with the weight. And yeah. Yeah, there's lots of lots Good of food, stuff. lots of clean. So wait, this is summer or winter? Summer. Summer. Yeah, what are you in winter? Um, what do you do? What well, did you do this I'm, I'm morning? Always... What did you do this morning and tonight? Let's just say let's just go through today. Think of today. Easy. Checks. Checks? Checks. Always checks. Oh, cool. A few little cleans. Aiden's very chilled, laid back breeder. <laughs> Alright, so... Oh, yeah. Jake's pretty OCD with everything. Alright, so let's just go through my winter checks right now. Of the morning, I wake up. First thing I do is put a jumper on and undies. <laughs> I go straight to the... Um... You sleep naked, do you? <laughs> Never kiss and tell. <laughs> I go straight to the breeding room, check that all the thermostats are on. Um and check that any pairs that I've got together aren't locked up, and then, and then anything's flooded. I can usually tell by the condensation on the front of the tub. Generally, first thing in the morning, the, the thermostats are running full temp, and they're trying to get up to heat. So if someone's put a water bowl, I can tell. If they've put a water bowl, I change. Yeah. Straight next, I come into the hatch room. Um, and again, like you said, I check all the important stuff. Not that anything's more important than the other, but yeah. low key, yes, it is. I check all the albinos, I check all the breeding wrap, I check anything's locked up again. Yeah. Close the window. I then move on to the garage. I check the rodents, check all the freezers are on, check any for new litters in the rodents. Yeah. And then I have a shower, and then I'll I'll do the exact same process again. Check, make sure the olive enclosures are on, make sure everything's all right, make sure everything's got water. Um, just really quick checks. Yeah. Overnight, come home from work, I do the exact same. Go through those checks all again, and then I'll nut out what I need to do. If there's anything that's super dirty, I'll quickly get changed from my, my suit and tie, and I'll get changed into my other clothes and quickly go change those couple of tubs that are filthy. Your trackies and no shirt. That's, trackies and no shirt. I thought the last few days have been my boardies, no undies, <laughs> no shirt. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll go through, clean everything I need to clean. I'll change a couple of pairings around. That's what I'll do. That's yeah. right now. That's yeah, what cool. I did today. Sweet. Before the podcast, I did probably an hour of cleaning as well in one of the racks. An hour what of I, drinking. An hour, and an hour of drinking during. <laughs> <laughs> what I do in summer is exactly the same. Wake up in the morning, do all my checks. Yeah. Obviously, less attention to the adults because I know that they're going to be all right. They're going to be hot. They're going to be heated. Yeah, definitely. Adults more so because like you said, when you're feeding, stuff drops, stuff regurges when you feed too big. Yeah. Morning's pretty chilled. Um, but of an afternoon, that's when I am a little bit more OCD. I go through, make sure everything has um, water, paper, t- clean paper towel. If it doesn't have clean paper towel, I'll go through, make a note of it, mental note of it, and then when I get changed, come back to it, and I go through and do all my feeds. Yeah, I'll change paper towel. But when I feed, I'll feed before dinner, have dinner, go through and check everything ate, feed again. If they don't eat, I'll then go have a shower before bed, come back in in my pyjamas, check everything again. Yeah. If it doesn't eat on the third time, I'll feed it to something else. Yeah, okay. Because the way I feed is that I get a small amount of rodents out, mice. 
I feed all the mice eaters. If they don't eat, I feed it to something else. There's always something. And then a couple of days it. later, I'll do the exact same again with rats. Yeah, okay. That's how I do it. Yeah, cool. That's summer versus winter. Yep. So Sweet. pretty simple. Now, keeping a full-time collection and working full-time eating, there's a couple of negatives to it. Yes, they can be We've a got <laughs> a pretty big list, surprisingly, which is unfortunate, <laughs> I, I think. But number one that I can think of, and you and I talked about this, is our relationships. Yeah. We're going to go real deep here, guys. So if you're not into the to the real nitty-gritty, heartfelt stuff, now's your time to turn off. Sorry. But how yeah, how, how does your relationship affect um, react to so it's the not... snakes? It's not too let's bad. Be let's, 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 at, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I know times, I know you. You know me. Let's do it. At times it can put a bit of a strain on the relationships. I guess you're not... Well, I always get told I'm just spending too much time thinking about snakes, daydreaming, I guess you could <laughs> say. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on my phone talking to people about snakes or selling snakes, all that, all that gear. And yeah, it can can put a bit of a strain on it, I guess. Mate, it can affect relationships huge. Yeah. Especially when you're working the two together, snakes full time and job. and a full time job. I when I first started in real estate I, I committed a lot to real estate. My partner at the time didn't realise that as much as I committed to real estate I needed to come home and clean live animals. Yeah. It's not a project that can be put on hold. Yeah, no, And she didn't understand that and I copped a lot of backlash for that. And, yeah. and it's that point where you have an unsupporting partner that you decide that enough's enough. So, as like I said, it's really about getting deep. Yeah. But I'm lucky enough that my partner's really supportive of me. And I posted yeah. on Instagram yesterday that she's always got my back. If I say go clean a couple of snakes for me and use a hook, she'll do it. Like, she doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen her. I turn around and she's cleaning a couple of adults for me and have a huge adult Mac lunge <laughs> in the face. But you know yeah. what? She yells and screams and but she gets back straight into it. So yeah. I'm actually really lucky in the way of, although that I, when I, f- not first started because I've had a few partners since, but when I was in the peak of promoting other reptiles, that the partner at the time wasn't as supportive as they could be. Yeah, okay. And I, and I nipped that on the butt pretty quickly. Yeah. Both... And it's really unfortunate having an unsupported partner. You and I both, right now, are very lucky where we both have very supported partners. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are you focusing in? Are you in your phone? No, I'm just reading about a few little points. Okay, good. I'm, I'm so, glad. Uh, I'm glad you're studying. <laughs> Study more about the podcast than he's in his tape. But no, I can't I can't commend enough. If you have a partner that supports you both in your full-time work and your snakes, and they understand the importance of yeah. both... I, I like it's I said, all about balance. If you haven't heard enough now, I'm very OCD, so I'll literally to the point where my partner understands exactly what I'm saying, and I'll repeat it ten times. She'll go, "Look, this is the tenth time you're repeating yourself. <laughs> Enough's enough." And I'll go, "Look, I'm just trying to make sure you understand." Yeah. And she and she goes, "I understand." <laughs> so that's your relationship. The negative effect of both having a, a like if you, if you did snakes full time, then you you wouldn't have to worry as much. You could work snakes with them while they're at work, and then yeah, that's right. when they come home, you could focus on them. But yeah, we're not at that point yet. Another Sweet. negative to working on the snakes full time and having a full time job is money. Money, yeah, definitely. Mate, how long's it been? Yeah, isn't your missus expecting a ring by now? But you've uh, just kept boarding bought, bought snakes. <laughs> how many years? I mean, five years. Going on six. <laughs> oh, and she's expecting a ring for how many years? Last two? Yeah, at least. At least. Oh. We'll get there. 
Yeah, so another huge um, negative. Not just not just the ring, but there's a lot of other stuff. Holidays, as well. like, mate. Yeah, you holidays. And, you and, and I both sacrifice quite savings, a lot. Savings, that sort of thing. I'm I'm bad for it. I'll I'll save up a bit of money, and then as soon as something comes along, bang! I need to have it. I'll buy it. Yeah, well, Back like to square one. Yeah, well, like I said, but that buying the vision racks we did, we we sacrificed a lot by doing that. I mean, I sacrificed buying an investment property. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, little stuff like that, it, it it really affects, but again, that comes down to your relationship and having a really supportive partner that understands why you're doing what you're doing. Well, that's but right. It all pays off. In the I can way. remember back to the Carpet Pythons TV podcast when that Andy on about turning a reptile business from a hobby to a business. Yeah. And he said for the first few years, they didn't do anything. They didn't go out for dinner, him and his partner. They didn't go out for dinner. They didn't go do anything nice for themselves. Yeah. I guess the virtue of being able to have a reptile collection and having a full-time job is that if you can if you can manage the time good enough, you can still have those virtues of you and I, especially being young, like my girlfriend loves going to the movies. Yeah. And I'll sit there and go, look, that movie, <laughs> that movie we can wait and watch on a normal TV. We've yeah. got a 60-inch plasma anyway, so <laughs> we can watch that on a normal TV, but the, <laughs> the movies that I love and she loves, and yeah, sure, we'll go to the movies. But So in that in that way, we don't spend every cent on snakes, but there is, there is a very fine line between going out for dinner and watching a movie versus saving it for snakes and expenses yeah, that come along. Definitely. I think both of you and I, I've kind of just got the hang of it, but even you now, I, I still see you struggle a little bit with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spending money on this and that versus... No, I just get a when bit it, when it's a set. Yeah, I know, you get excited. That's just all part of it. Yeah, it is. That's all right. You've got to remember that you're still probably, what, five years behind me? Oh, <laughs> come on. You're just in the gecko keeping stage. you still got to keep greens and... <laughs> No, no but yeah, no, money's a huge thing. I mean, if you want to do reptiles full time, then you really have to find a real fine line between it all. Yeah. I'd say. Wouldn't you? Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's huge. Especially committing your savings. I can't imagine putting my work savings into snakes. Oh, Most people know. would look at us and say, you're fucking crazy. If oh, mate, 100%. For the amount of money. We just spent six grand on vision racks. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Who does that? Six grand, some plastic Who and Who does tubs. that? Six grand? Yeah. That's at least, uh, what's that? At least, I'm not going to say, four or five weeks worth of wages for some people? Yeah. More. That's huge. A lot more for me. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. That's, where, that's where the selling snakes and putting the money back into it comes into play. Like, you... How, you want to how much of your regular income do you reckon you put into snakes? Just quietly. Just uh, between you, we're, we're doing a very honest episode, black and yeah, white. What, what do you think so, of your everyday wage you so put So obviously snakes? like bills and stuff come into play, but out of out of a whole year's wage, I would say... Each week. Let's just even say each week. I can honestly... Each week, there. at least, I would say close to a... Your apprentice. On yeah, some, some weeks are going to be a little bit more... Some weeks a little bit less, but I'd say probably about roughly a quarter. Yeah, okay. So I can tell you... Oh, there goes my phone. Good job. Each week, I can honestly tell you that I probably... All the electricity, all the water, all the yeah. paper towel is spent out of my my regular income. Yeah. I can honestly tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I Like I said earlier, I, I 
breed specific projects to pay for food and new racking and new projects. Mm-hmm. But everything else, it pays out of my own back pocket. Yeah. And you know what? The girlfriend might be listening to this and go, what? I didn't know that. And get a bit upset over it. But it is what it is, darling. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh. So, money is a huge component to it. There's so many points for negatives. It's not good, eh? We nah. should just sell everything. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> We're being real. So, stress, mate. The stress of having a full-time job and keeping so many snakes. Yeah, so it's How like does you- it affect you? You go from, you might have a shit day at work and come home and you... You're a lot more... I feel you're a lot more tolerant than me. Oh, well, I know deep down you're no, a big marshmallow just, and a big softy. I think I just hide it. Hide it a little bit better sometimes. But like, if good. I if I have a shit day at work and I come home and then something else goes wrong, it, it builds up on you and it is, in the long run, it will affect you in some way or another. But I think you've just got to be... Like you just said, you've got to expect it. It's going to happen. You can't... Nothing's always going to go to plan. And for the most part, you will you will be stressed out with certain things. And there's always going to be something coming up. So you've just got to, got to stick to it and keep going, really. That's all I can say. Just push on. If you're passionate about it, then everything will pay off in the long run, in one way or another. I mean... Passion is the only thing that's kept me going. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly. The so, excitement of what what we can do, what you what you can potentially get out. Yeah, the, the unknown, really. So I'm not diagnosed with everything, anything. Sorry, everything, <laughs> anything. I beg to do. But that. I have chronic stress to the point where I have headaches every day. You're yeah. you're very similar with your yeah, headaches. I am. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I also have chronic anxiety about a lot of things. Um. Like I said, we're getting deep here. Last night, the girlfriend had a bit of a meltdown. She was okay with me mentioning it. But I sat there and I said, look, we've got to look at it two ways. You can either sit there and say you hate yourself or something. Yeah. Or you can sit there and move on and say, what can you do better? Yeah. I gave a number of examples and, of course, they were all snakes. I had X amount of Albino Max die out of the egg. But next season, I can do this better, this better and this better to try and fix it. Or I can sit there and hate myself about it. Yeah. I There's can no sit point. there and say that the albino, um, the head albino knobtail I got died and sit there and go, I hate myself because I exposed you to that project and I hate myself because I let it die. Mm-hmm. Or I can sit there and go, look, I'm going to do this better, this better and this better. It's yeah. another space to fill a snake. We've got good mates around us that are going to help sort us out and it was a dodgy gecko to begin with. I can sit there and say two different things. Yep. That's a huge part of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's you've got to you've got to be positive. And there's another part of it of going waking up. Imagine waking up before work. Imagining you've got a huge big day, especially for me. A, a, a real estate is a huge stressful job. You have targets to meet. Yeah. Waking up in the morning, getting yourself psyched for the day, and finding an albino mac dead in the tub. What's that going to do to your mental health? Yeah. It's huge for me. But you know what? Somehow I have found the ability to be able to sit there and go look. It is what it is. I need to move on, go to my normal day job and make some money to be able to pay for that mistake. No, that's right. Pay, and the next season I'll improve on it. And, and not, just, a, not if, even if just if pay I, for it. If I accept that mistake and improve on it the next season, plus I go kick ass that day at work, what's yeah. that going to do? I'm going to end myself in a better position, am I not? Yeah, no, that's right. And there's all, you've, you've got to leave room for improvement no matter what. You can never be the best. You can never be the, 
the top of the game. You we said it last week. You had a stressful day at work and you came home and, and during your lunch break and stuff, you were dealing with a very, very specific fussy buyer and yeah. you snapped. And that's just a case of stress as that well as frustration. Yeah. yeah, it was just a build-up. Yeah, and that happens. That's no We try perfect. and maintain 100% professionalism when it comes to customers. But sometimes we just... We have a very hard... that We're only human... Yeah, no, that's all right. No one's perfect. And just that's just what it is. So yeah. it's very easy to sit there and say you're stressed, but and I think the next few topics we're going to talk on is is relation to stress. Yeah. yeah. And that is, for example, quitting on projects. A lot of people they get stressed out and they quit on a project. Yeah. My I myself has found my niche, but for example, I I'll use you as an example. Yeah. <laughs> One day, okay, you're right. like, I'm going to sell every snake and just keep geckos. And then one day, you're going to sell, I'm going to sell all the geckos and just keep snakes. Yeah. And how many times have we seen someone get stressed out with work, personal life issues, stressed and because of it. relationship stress. breakdown, and sell their most invaluable projects? Stress will do bad things to you. I'm, yeah. Like, now I have, I will be letting the geckos go soon to a good mate. But that's because you... That's not because of stress. That's, a, not, that's a business decision. I, it's a business decision. You find that you can keep snakes better than you can get geckos. Yeah. And we have a good mate that can keep a large corner I, of I geckos. I know where those geckos are going. I and know we're still what's going to come out from. And yeah, in the end of, at the end of the day, we will be getting some back from that. And that's... I'm not too worried about and that's that. That's purely a hobby. I'll be, I'll be honest. They're purely going to be pets. I'm the same as you. Yeah. Like I said, I lost the now head albino knobtail... And that good friend is going to be helping me recover. But it's not going to be helping me recover in a way that I can breed a large quantity. It's going to be helping me recover in the fact that I can keep one or two as a pet. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, it it hurt. You and I, we've both benefited from the fact of someone selling a really valuable project because of stress. Yeah. Because we've been able to get some awesome animals and awesome projects. But at the same time, if you're the person selling it... I feel really bad for you, you know? I've seen so many animals get lost because of divorces, babies on the way, moving house, had to buy a house. Yep. It's very unfortunate. And you know what? I'll be completely honest with you guys. There was a very dark time when I kept reptiles that I was considering selling everything. Yeah. Remember? You remember that? I do. I I just sold... Every day saying... Don't sell it. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. And And I honestly... It's probably... Other than when I first got into keeping reptiles like properly, yeah. after Womers, I kept a couple of Womers, but then when I got into a full time, this is probably the time when I literally probably kept 10 animals, and it was after certain events happened, and I was literally ready to quit because of the stress yeah. from both my family and my partner was just too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was going to sell everything. Yeah. And I stopped keeping it. It wasn't if I had a couple of close mates like Eden that said, what are you doing, you idiot? Show yeah. them that you're f- you're better than that. So show them you're stronger. And look what happens. Like you stick to it. The passion, passion's a big thing. You passion's huge. Passion, yeah. passion shines through it all. At the end of the day, with with that passion, you're going to produce. Not even produce, but you're going to do some cool things. Like if you really want to get something done, you you'll get it done. Exactly right. So again, with stress, trolls. Had a fair share of them. And how they affect our mental health and our day jobs. Yeah. So, Eden and I, we've been no... We haven't been quiet on it. We've been trolled a, a fair bit quite uh, quite recently. 
Um, and I don't know if it's because of the fact that we've started the podcast and we've been posting a lot more regularly, but we've had quite a lot of people not enjoy it and we've had quite a few hate messages. Yeah, that's all right. We know. Now, there's two points to this, how we deal with it and how it affects us. So I know for a fact, I go to work and I, we've had points where people threaten us. Yeah. The same as Eden. We both sit there and and question, is our facility secure? Is the people we've let over trustworthy? Is and It's not even stuff like that, but we think far out. Is it worth keeping all these snakes to the, the risk of our life? Because yeah. that's literally the point of the trolls. For those that are very surprised, yes, we have been threatened with our life for, for some of the snakes we keep. Mm-hmm. Pretty scary. There was a, yeah, it was a pretty dark period a few weeks back. Very. For an example. Be- but you realise that they're trolls. That that's what they're trying to do, and so they're, not, two, they're not really as smart as they think. There's two points that I have to this, right? Yeah. I message quite a few big breeders and people that have been successful, and they say if people are trolling you, it's because they are jealous yeah. and you're being and you're better than. Them. And, if, and that's what I see what it is. If what they're claiming or what they're trying to claim, it's it doesn't add up. Like no one no one would send threats like that over Facebook. Through a Facebook, come on guys. If if they're serious about doing something, they're gonna do it. But and in saying that <laughs> Eden and I, we have two girlfriends that have major anxiety. <laughs> so we go and spend thousands of dollars on security systems. Yeah. But you know what? That was the and first thing we did. That's the first thing we did. And I've had, I've got a, surprisingly, as many friends as I've got that are in all walks of life, I've got a few friends that are very tech savvy and yeah. that we've got now technology that we've paid for to be able to track trolls yeah. and to be able to track people that are using fake accounts. So... Eden and I are very equipped to people that are using fake accounts and we can tell straight away where the fake account is and if it's fake or not and if it's legit. So, um, we're very thankful. But in, in saying out. that, I know Eden, for a fact, I've kind of become a little bit more immune to it where I can switch off for the day and think about purely real estate and put the snakes in the back of my mind, whereas I know Eden sits there for a bit more of the day and thinks far out, what about this, what about this, what about this, what about yeah. this? Which, again, that just comes with time. And dealing with it. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I'm better than Eden, but yeah, a lot of the time it just takes experience and being able to deal with those things. I know for a fact that everyone that's ever been to our collection we can trust. We've got enough surveillance cameras. Not many people that come here. And we've got the software now to be able to tell, and we've got our mates that also know the exact same thing that we've got. We've got the software now to be able to tell if you're a fake account or not. So, don't waste our time. Please, don't waste our time. That's it. But, Sleep. Sleep, so <laughs> You and I haven't got much sleep since living together, let's be honest. Spent, <laughs> yeah, spent a few big nights, <laughs> to say the least, but yeah, it's... To be Negative effect, you think you sleep, do you think, you think you sleep less or more? Depends. having more animals. Depends what sort of day we've had. Depends if you like, sell 10 animals or yeah. not. <laughs> Depends if we're trying to get some good deals. Oh... No. Yeah, no, it, it differs, I guess. Like, um, obviously, if you have a stressful day, you're gonna have a, a shit sleep. But I try for the most part to have early ish nights. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, there's a couple of cans build up. Um, I need to pee so bad again, just quietly, but let's you just need to get through your bladder, mate. Jeez. Mate, when you drink 10 litres of alcohol, <laughs> which we will get to. 
Yeah, so sleep. All right, keep going. On a good day, I like to get a nice early night so I can kind of keep keep focus for a big day of work the following day, and then come home and do do a bit of snake stuff. If you if you're staying up till one o'clock in the morning and I've never stayed up till one o'clock in the morning, it's quite getting, for a work day. Fire getting four out. or five hours sleep, it's going to kind of ruin you, and it's going to kind of jelly your brain. I guess mm. that's how I'd I say. agree. We and you and I both are the same. We head up with headaches if we don't have enough yeah, sleep, and yeah. we just get grumpy. And the girls tell us about it, but and it backfires big time. I generally at least aim for seven and a half, seven to eight hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, same, I'm but, saying me eight, eight, eight. But to I'm seven not going to lie. There's been nights again where I where I have a a generally late start. So I'd start at eight thirty nine, yeah. and I'll sleep into eight o'clock because purely because the night before I've been staying up to. 12 o'clock yeah. watching the new podcast that Carpet Python's put out like Colin and Main Main thing they put up a, I, I just think back to that Wednesday night midnight podcast and we, you and I are busy cleaning and feeding yeah. we didn't get a chance to watch it because we also had dinner in between but I watched <laughs> the missus fell asleep and I was like Fire, what are we going to do I was wide awake so I watched them and then by the time I went to bed it was about 12.31 o'clock and yeah. I didn't have to wake up to twelve um, to 8 o'clock the next day so I was quite lucky but yeah. generally uh, during the full time of Hatchie season the missus going to bed before me and I'm meeting her in bed and right before she's about to close her eyes I'm just coming into bed so um yeah, it does get affected a little bit, but we do sleep is a huge important part of. I've also been into um, weightlifting and weight loss, and yeah. sleep is a huge part of maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So I make sure I push it on Eden to get to bed early, and, and myself personally, yeah. and it also helps with the stress and the headaches. I mean, there's nothing worse Absolutely. than having a big night and then going to work the next day and you you know having a nap. But yeah, it takes it out of you, that's for sure. <laughs> the next point's quite funny. Alcohol consumption. <laughs> yes. I haven't drunk so much alcohol since living with you and keeping this many animals. It's oh, <laughs> just quite bad influence. <laughs> Look, yeah. so it's no secret every night that we do the podcast, we have one or two or ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just helps ease anxiety. It, I don't know about Eden, but I was never a public speaker in high school. No, it was like she used to. Even even primary school doing this speech <laughs> <Used to>, <coughs> be sick. <laughs> so um, no, I'm not much of a public speaker. I'm lucky in the job that I do now that I have to do a lot of speaking to people face to face. Yeah, well, even even since I've started working, working in a butcher and you're face to face with people all day, serving people, we have conversations. Eden and I both That's... worked at chicken farms where we talked to chickens, so... <laughs> uh, but and the also, rest of it. Also, we do... We, yeah, our jobs these days, we generally interact with people, not, not chickens, that, um... so... Big cocks, but... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'd say a lot of people are big cocks, but... <laughs> big yeah. assholes. No. But the, yeah, the alcohol consumption... Has it, increased dramatically. Has, obviously, we've all got our stresses in life. It's not... Nothing serious. I don't want to get too deep on it, but... But we do enjoy enjoy a drink. It just helps relax us, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's nothing better than having a drink at the end of the day and going to clean your hatches and your no, adults, and and it helps Eden and I, you know, relax and and ease that edge. Yeah, hundred percent. I I agree. But you know what? Eden's birthday was the other week, and I got him liver tablets. So I got myself some liver tablets. We did. We have limited our alcohol consumption dramatically. But I can only imagine during the rest of the hatchy season it's going to increase. 
bring on hatching time. <laughs> yeah. One uh, more thing I've got is the negative effect of working on a full-time collection and having a full-time job. How does that affect your relationship and the potential to have kids one day? You and I both don't have kids. I added this in when you and I weren't talking. Yeah. So you didn't get a see no, this that's point. All right, that's all right. But have you and your missus talked about kids one day and how the snakes might affect it? I know a lot of people, um, they have a child and they get out of snakes or they, they thought, have to downsize. Yeah, yeah, I've thought about it a lot, obviously. A lot of... part, a lot of Anyone that's serious about snakes would have talked about it with their partner. So what, yeah. have, you, what have you come up with? I've thought about this it. This is news to me, guys, as well. Not, so this is, this is, this is breaking news <laughs> i haven't really talked about it so much i guess it's just one of those things you wait and see what happens i'm not planning on having children anytime soon touch wood in slash to put a uh, ring on the finger yeah that's right so do you so do i so do you <laughs> but um yeah no nah, i won't go too deep into that one because i'm not oh really he's really no, no, no comment on it my kids are the hatchlings for oh. the meantime nah i i see a lot of people get out of reptiles because of children I see a lot of yeah. people downsizing because of children. Um, I look at it one of two ways. That's you've got to keep it under control. Like you want to, obviously, we've got our collections and we want to maintain that to a certain level. But would you say collection or business? Both, both, both. Okay, it's, it's a collection and a business. The way I look at it is that I would love to be able to one day have some children, and when I do have kids one day, some hatchlings. Some hatchies. <laughs> we'll start out with one hatchie. <laughs> but when I do have kids one day, I don't want to slow down. To be completely honest, um, my partner is very supportive and we've talked about it a couple of times. I don't wish to slow down. I don't want to slow down. Um, we're still both young. And even if we do have kids in the next couple of years, I want to be full steam ahead for the snakes. And you know what? If, it's, if it means that she's working full time and I work, part-time or not even working. Serve cheeseburgers or something like that. No, not even serve cheeseburgers <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> you know, and even if it gets to the point where she's working full-time and it's yeah. an awesome job that she's worked up to, yeah. and yeah. I sit at home and, and look after the children and, and keep a snake collection, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll happily turn on reptiles into something that's never seen before because of the fact that I've only got kids to look after. Yeah, that's right. You know what? I can only imagine you and I sitting in the snake room with our kids in in those mechanic rockers next to each other because one of those things <laughs> and you and I are just constant alcoholics. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but like seriously, I can't imagine. Like we said earlier, this is our passion. So if I can do this full time, I wouldn't want anything anything else. To yeah, do. I don't. I, never, I don't see myself. I never see myself getting out of it entirely. Obviously, things are going to change over the years, but I. I'd like to keep growing. You and I have talked about it. You and I have talked about where we want to take each... um, Obviously, we've got a number of pros between the marbles, albinos, um, the blacks, the marbles, um, the wheat belts, everything else in between. Yeah, the rest of it. Everything. You and I have reduced patterns. You and I have worked out where we want to go with things. and I've talked to you about being in the hobby longer, where you should go with things. Yeah. And we kind of sit back and think, all right, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to do it. And you know what? If I don't know about Eden, but my, my, my honestly, my ultimate goal would be to do reptiles full time and just be, well, be able be able to look after my children. That's the ultimate dream. But you've got. I don't, to work I don't know about you. I don't know if you honestly, honestly, no. is that your ultimate dream where you could be a stay at home dad and look after to, your reptiles? To an parents? extent, for yeah. Or do you, or would you want to be the dad that provides? Let's be honest. Uh, no, yeah, reptiles full time would be awesome. I'd love if that was possible. Do you think that's realistic? 
to some extent. I think you might... Well, it is realistic. Anything's realistic if you work hard enough for it. But Ooh, for me... a good line. We should make me, that a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. Um, for for me... so bad. Yeah, yeah, for you. For me personally, I think, like, the end goal would be maybe in five, five or so years from now to, to focus 80% on reptiles and then maybe have something on the side going on. Little little side business that's going to pull in a little bit of extra... A little bit of extra cash, but yeah. Um, Jake's going to go... And we're back, guys. Sorry, Jake just had to empty his bladder for, I think, the seventh time tonight or oh, something yeah. like that. So that's you right. know what? That's actually one thing we'll need one day is a bathroom in the snake room. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, but we can get that. One day. Producing um, albinos and... The rest of I it. can't remember where we're at, but I think we're just talking about the fact of doing reptiles full day, full time one day and being yeah. able to So yeah, like like that I, commodity. I think I was just touching on so my my end goal would be to have a small something going on on the side, <laughs> non reptile related. L- legal, yeah. Oh absolutely. <laughs> I'm not that sort of person, you know. <laughs> um but yeah, whatever that may be, something, even a food truck or something like that. I don't, I don't know, yeah. something, something little. Under rodents. <laughs> That's a food truck. Rat, rat skewers. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, whatever that may be, but reptiles I mean, full-time would be pretty cool. If you could do reptiles full-time, you'd be pretty killing it. There's yeah. a very limited people that there can are, do it. There are people doing um, it, but... But, I mean, you're going to have to have to second... You're going to have to have a second means of income. Absolutely. So, I don't know about Eden, but my second means of income, I'd love. Not so. I love a. I'd love a. <laughs> I love a um, real estate portfolio, property yeah. portfolio. You know, having a couple of um, investment properties that you you can bank on, and then obviously have your reptiles. But obviously, with your reptiles, because they breed once, so you can obviously have to um, budget for the year. Yeah, so that's, that, right. that's You've a huge got to have part strict, of it. Strict guidelines. I mean, for all those guys out there that are. Yeah, mid to late thirties that are sitting there going, they love to reptiles full time. I don't think the hobby's where it's at where you can. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I just don't think it's at that point yet where a lot of people want to keep a pet reptile. I think yeah. even if you ask pet shops, they're still their bread and butters, the cats and the dogs and the the, the small yeah. small mammals. I don't think it's reptiles, unfortunately. Yeah, no, definitely. You always have to have that side little part of it, but. Um, talking about pet shops, um, another part of under reptiles and the full time job. I mean that we haven't really experienced yet, especially with this COVID nineteen. We wanted to, but yeah. we didn't get there because the, the expos. So that, I mean, how are you going to juggle the repti- the expos and a full time job? I mean, for me, so, I get Sundays off, so reptiles are yeah. okay. I obviously don't. So for me, it's going to mean like you have to take some time off. Yeah, not... Would not, you take the Sunday and the Monday off and then obviously have Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Depends how good of a day I had. Depends how good of a night we had after the expo. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's not It's not that often the expo is obviously like America and that sort of thing, so... I mean, when in Australia the expo time is over probably two months period, you have you have a couple that are yeah. uh, week to week. And I, I don't think we're really going to be doing every single expo, but we'd like to do a yeah, fair a couple. The Paris, fair chance the, of them. The Sydney and the Central Coast. Central Coast, Coast like. for us. So, yeah, like... The three of them. So, even if that means Central, me taking I it a Sunday off and swapping a shift around 
every every month or two. I'd like us to honest honestly this is again spitballing. Yeah, yeah. I'd love us to have the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. Uh, that's even if I have the Saturday, me, if I even if I work Saturday at the open homes and I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and you have, you know what I mean, like whatever it may be. Yeah. But I'd love yeah. us to have three days off, one day to be prepared or one night to be prepared, and then but at least if we have a, a day to recover, that'd be yeah. awesome because yeah. you and I, we we know Andrea how popular they're going to be. So oh, absolutely. We'd love to have a good night and take Especially. the girls out for it. We, the girls are always going to be sitting there with us working at the expo, so. Yeah, and a lot of people have seen us at the Penrith and the Sydney Expo walking around the under pile shirts. Yeah. I mean, that's something we'd love to get more of the shirts and we might even something do some jumpers. But, um, it's, again, it's, like I even said, it's something we're working on. We'd love to be able to, um, we'd love to be able to meet everybody and be able to even, you know what, there'd be no better feeling for Eden and I to be able to sit there after a big day at an expo, pack all the reptiles at home and be able to take the girls out for a really nice dinner. Mm. Double date, <laughs> really nice, expensive dinner because Dominoes. because <laughs> yeah, the five dollar value pizza, <laughs> What's your five dollar value pizza? Oh, the beef and onion. Pepper- but you know what? You pepperoni, get it, thin and crispy, or plain cheese. Do you upsize it for the three dollars? No, no, I upsize no, it. No, no, <laughs> do, I smash it. But anyway, um, let's order pizza. I'm hungry now. Beef and onion. <laughs> Look. We could talk about this all day, but what do you find is the hardest part about running a full collection and working full-time? Hardest part. The one single hardest part, I guess, is probably... The hardest part out of everything we've just talked about. Nothing... If you manage everything correctly, I think everything's probably pretty easy. The hardest... Oh, shit. No, One thing. What's the hardest? Come on. Let's be honest. Probably the stress. stress. The stress. Yep. Everything else is manageable, really, so... You reckon? Yeah. Okay. What part of the stress is the hardest part? Just time management, really. Yeah, okay. Trying to to set... If I was... If I was an outside looking in at everything we do, I find your hardest part of the stress is with the trolls. I found you got really affected with the... When we were troll... When we were being trolled. You affected yeah, you affected quite a bit. The people that want to keep going on and on and on that that pisses. That me affects you. That affects you very greatly. Yeah. I'd say I don't know what your your opinion is of me, but yeah, my greatest thing is stress. Yeah. But obviously, over the years and having a full couple of serious jobs, I've been able to um, learn how to control and how to. Sorry, guys, I'm playing with my phone. How to. Um, react to the stress I find my biggest part is just juggling everything yeah the managing of every literally everything social media feeding cleaning um sales everything my hardest part is being able to work everything in together as well as the financials of the house and the collection yeah definitely wouldn't you say yeah like I, that's something that when you transfer me money for even rent, I sit there and go, oh, I've got to put it here, 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 here. Yeah. I've like, if, any, if anyone knows me, my bank accounts, I've got literally 10 bank accounts to be able to work out every single cent where it is and what it's spent on. Yeah. Which again, it, a lot of people see that as a positive, but it's a really big stress of mine that really affects me deeply. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, that's the, that's, the, that's the main part to keeping on reptiles and how we maintain it yeah, cool. in a full-time job. Um, but we've got a couple of questions. We do. 
like I said, we've worked out a new way to get questions, which I love. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So Adds one a question juice to the podcast. <laughs> one question which I got through Facebook was from Chris Hollett. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna get my my glasses on. I'm joking. I don't wear glasses. I probably should, but I'm that poor. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do you think Marvels will be in five years? That's a pretty cool question. I haven't even heard. Come on. Heard this question. Nah, yeah, I haven't told any, any of these questions we're getting. Ideally, so. I would like to see the chimeras cracked. Chimeras or chimeras? Chimeras, chimeras. Ch- chai, chai. Chimeras, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want to call them, I don't care. I would like to see them worked out exactly what's going on with them. I'd like to see the the different levels of, <coughs> so you got your, right. your black marbles, I know there's a Black, white, white, we've got to go through these pretty quickly. Yeah, black, so white, black, white, yellow, orange, yellow, everything orange. in between. Ooh. Orange are yeah. the nuts ones. I'm, I'm everything in between. I think there's there's more to them, and we we've obviously expressed that a little bit. There's something going on there. Okay. What it is, who knows? I Let's tie that into the second question. What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on what's going on genetically? With the marbles. Yep. Yeah. I have no idea. No idea. I have no idea. So you honestly don't think the yellows... I think you, you, don't, you honestly don't think the yellow's one gene, the white's one gene, the orange is one gene? I can't say for sure. To be The high black, high dark, the grey, everything in between. To put it simply, I think there's a couple of a couple of different things hiding away in there. Straight yep. and simple. Yep. Okay. Do you think that there there's a polygenic component to it? Definitely. Yep. I, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. All right. We'll, we'll make it short and sweet. Yep. We won't give the, fiend, the fiends too much information. We'll make it for a Marvel episode when we do a bit more work yeah. with them and we have a couple more people. So <laughs> Peter Birch. <laughs> He's going to come on soon. <laughs> we'll get him on a live stream. He's got no way to back out of questions then. <laughs> All right. Chris Hollett also asks, what combined morphs would you like to use Marvel with the most? We've made this pretty bloody... I'll mean it. Albino. <laughs> Albino. <laughs> <laughs> we made it pretty known that we want to see an Albino marble. Um, Something but they're working on. Along with the lines, I think the next most popular. They've done Tal. Um, I love them, but I'm not that impressed. I'd love to see a uh, um, platinum marble. Platinum, absolutely. Yeah, platinum. I think that's something that will happen in the next next few years. We can maybe try to do something with that. Obviously, we've got pretty big plans for our Platinum, so it's not... Platinum's got to work out if they're recessive or anything else in between, so... Yeah, we've got some people telling us something in this year and then other people in the other year. What about the likes of, like, a, say, a Hyper Marvel or a Hyper Marvel or a... <laughs> I don't know, do you oh. know with <laughs> I wish I knew. Anyway, all right. Let's stop. Let's stop teasing. All right, so we've got some Instagram questions. Let's read username... End the question. Yep. So Jurassic Wildlife has asked, what is your largest spotted python clutch? Ooh. Eden? Um, zero. <laughs> <laughs> Eden's ever bred a spotted. So my largest is 21. Yep. What is your favourite spotted python morph? We started answering these on Instagram and then we thought, why not ask, answer them in the podcast? So yeah, mine would be the platinums. The platinums? Mine would be the albinos. I haven't worked with them at all yet. But, but just, I, I just feel look, like there's, just a, look. there's a lot of cool stuff to be done with them, so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited, really excited about those guys. 
Yours, Plus, there's yours a number of the elves. Mine's the elves. Yep. But, I mean, with the spotters, you literally have so many different oh, elves. Yeah. I don't even want to go into you them you got stripes yet. you can work into them. You got let's not, let's not keep patterns. talking because yeah, we'll give away we secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Carry on. How many snakes are in your collection? Oh, it's a tough By an unknown. We haven't counted, but... Um, I rough... think when I moved and I updated my licence, I had about 120, 130. Yeah. So with yours, we're probably sitting about 140, 150. 150-ish. 150-ish. Yeah. Um, our Max, do they still have the issues they have in the early days? From... from... Well, what, even what you've seen from me. From, no. No, no I, they I, I wouldn't say so. They don't have the early days, like the kinks and the missing body parts. They still... T- I had the issue, like I said earlier, about the stress of having hatches come out and then die. Like you will. You've obviously... The albinos aren't Sorry. super established yet, but... Yeah, they, they're getting there. You're getting some out that are that are dying out of the egg, but all the ones that are staying alive are you healthy, know what? healthy as can be. You know what? From last season, what I put in place to get albinos out versus this season... How many more precautions am I putting in place and how many more systems? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm putting a lot more systems and processes in place to try and affect how many albinos get successfully out of the clutch. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be very interesting to see. Um, so, how many pairings do we have this season? Yeah, what are we sitting between 40 and 50 or something? Mm. I've said 40 and 50. Because you know what? We had about 60, and then we scaled back because of coronavirus to about 40, 35 to 40. Yep. But then we increased because we had a couple of young females that came up to size. Yeah. So I honestly think, to be most accurate for that question, we'd be looking at between 40 and 50. Obviously, we're not expecting everything to go. No, we'd no, we, right. we'd love We'd love 40 clutches. We yeah. have the space for 40 clutches. We do. We do. Oh, that's the strongest thing I've ever made. Anyway, so they all those questions from unknown um, that don't want to be mentioned. But Frizzies underscore Blueies asked a couple of questions. What would you like to work with going forward as well as ants? So what other things would you like to work with going forward other than ant trees? Other than ants. Yep. Um, I know you have a couple of things, so don't lie. you got a couple of things you'd yeah, like to work with. Like, yeah. In the future, probably the geckos a little bit as a bit of a side So project. what do you work with most? Levet? The Pilbarensis. Levis Levis or Pilbarensis? Pilbarensis. Pilbarensis? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what, what would you like to work with then? Um, I'd probably, maybe a couple of albinos, but mainly the, mainly the patternless. Patternless, patternless. Highlight. Patternless pos heads, patternless head out. And some of the up. high white stuff eventually. So but you'd like it. Not, it's not too crazy, like. It's literally probably four or five tubs, eh? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Nothing too much, just a little little bit of a taste. We will do a it. gecko episode with our good friend. Yeah, we've got some We're not going to say anything up. yet. The king. We'll say the king of geckos. The king, yeah. We've got an episode with him coming up that we've got, still got to record, but I'm very excited because he is a wealth of knowledge. He's, he's had a couple of years off. Yeah. He's been... Eating a lot of chicken and rice like I was. <laughs> but, so that's a hit, guys. But, nah, he's an awesome bloke. Um, we're very excited to get him on. But Yeah, what else? Like, uh, what um, else are you working with? What else are you working with other than Andresia? Uh, Everyone's got their apart one Apart from Andresia, you say? Yeah, apart, apart from yeah, it. I'm about to buy my first monitor, being an Aki. 
No plans for that, Idiot. really. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's alright. That's alright. You've done stupider things than I've that. Done lace monitors and and all sorts. But um, I'll see how that goes. Nothing, nothing planned really. I might get a pair. Of, like I might. I'm buying an unsex tachi, so. <laughs> Melanistic? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, I wish too. Melanistic anything would be awesome. Yeah. All right. So. What about you? What about you? Okay, so. Let's hope I have enough pit. I don't have enough Pepsi for that drink. <laughs> Alright. What's that, your 17th drink for the night? Oh, 14. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so next question, I'll, I'll run out and get more Pepsi. But, um... So what am I most forward to looking to working with other than Antresia? Yeah. You know this answer. What am I working with this season other than Antresia? You tell me. Olivasis. You, you announced Olivasis. Olive Pythons, mate. Yeah. I've got a het pair and an albino female. It's pretty exciting. I'm super excited. I'm about two weeks later pairing the het male to the owl. Yeah. And then the het to het. I'm super excited. It's pretty I've exciting. bred them enough for other people. I'm so excited to breed them for myself. I can't can't say enough. Yeah. Honestly. I'm super excited. I'm excited about that one as the, well. The het to het are both siblings to the paradox albino that's around. Yep. I'm... <laughs> I'm beyond excited. Paradox I'm, or is it granite? Paradox. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm beyond excited to be able to post an albino mac egg hatch next to an albino olive. I, I can't yeah. commend enough. I've bred almost every species for other people, but olive pythons for myself would be awesome. Yeah. Bloody absolutely. awesome. I've also got scrub pythons. I'd love to be able to breed them. I've got a couple of good mates that have females. Yep. I'd love to be able to get that boy up to size. Yep. And be able to... He's a boy, for those that are listening. Yes. Josh Hatton, Mark Green. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they listen to this. If they don't listen to this, I'll be highly disappointed. But... If you're listening, message us. But my scrubby is a boy. So I'd love to be able to um, breed him with your girls next season. Um, obviously, that's a whole year away. But... It also means a lot of room for growing. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. I'd love I love ticking off a, a clutch per season. So olive pythons this year, scrubbies next year, and hopefully greens the following season. Yeah, I'd okay. love greens. Uh, as a lot of people know, when I finished geckos, I went to greens. I'd love to be able to, great, uh, to breed a large amount of greens. Yep. I remember Australian Reptiles... Australians... I can't remember. Reptiles Australia magazine, sorry. When they did the giveaway for greens, there was a tw- the, in the competition page with a pair of green green tree pythons. Aussies. Yep. I loved it. Yeah, okay. I can't say enough how much I envy green tree pythons and how much I... And I kept them, but I just had a bad experience with them. Yeah, okay. I can't say enough how much I'm excited to work with red neos, yellow neos, Very and cool. I, I can't. I can't say enough. I, don't worked, think, I reckon hatching out greens red, a bit. red green tree pythons would be the pinnacle. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Plus, like all the. You see some of the big guys. Ed and I have talked about it. No, Ed and I have talked about it. And right now in our setup, we don't like. I feel like if we were to do greens, we need contemporary control rooms. And right now, literally, our, our lounge room or my lounge room is the. Uh, 
This is we're get, we're gonna have to sacrifice something big. But we have to sacrifice literally the whole garage. My brand new car isn't gonna like him with a cool room. So I'm super excited one day to be able to breed greens, and that's literally the next big project for me. Was there anything else like geckos, or were you gonna nah, geckos? Or... I'm done with. It's yeah. literally olives now. Yep. Scrubby's next and greens. Okay. I love the big, the big three. I think they're the big. They they'd be the biggest three, wouldn't they? Oh, and Pellies, maybe. Oh, in one the only dream. White lips. A pair of white lips. You know yeah. what? The missus wants white lips. I was gonna. Which I was I'm a about, bit worried about. About to bring those up. And they're something pretty I'm cool. I'm very worried about the missus. I can give lips. it give it five years, and I think they're gonna be super readily. Available. Anyone that comes with engagement party, a pair of white lips, green tree pythons. Would happily when are you getting engaged? <sighs> you know, you got a ring yet? Like or? I said, I just bought six grand worth of vision racks, so I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it's happening this season, <laughs> but Maybe anyway, 2021. Okay, so let's just keep going. Frizzy Bluey's also asked, Why did you stop keeping geckos? This is obviously to me. I stopped keeping geckos purely because of the fact of the emotional connection I had to them. Yeah. I was keeping a large amount of geckos and a lot of babies and hatchies were dying. Okay. Now, why is this? Only until the other week when I talked to one of the biggest knob-tail breeders in Australia that I worked out that inbreeding was a huge cause of death in the egg. But as a young snake breeder, I couldn't work out why. Yeah, okay. And it really affected my mental health, especially going through year 12 and year 11. It really affected my mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And I stopped keeping them for that reason. Okay. I couldn't work out why these animals were dying. Little did I know it was inbreeding. Even because I thought about snakes, snakes you can inbreed up to ten generations. Yeah. Geckos with some of the lines, and I, even with the outcrosses, some of the outcrosses I couldn't breed. So yeah. that was one of the main reasons. Okay. Um, so how do we incubate? There's a duck from outside. A swamp hen. <laughs> Alright, so how do we incubate him? You've never incubated a clutch. I've incubated all your clutches. Jake's done all the hard I'm, work for me. We're at a point now tonight where we're just going to start roasting each other. That's so right. Let's I'll be honest. It. I'll cop it. So, incubator, I think the first season... I can give you, you a good rundown of, no, you can't. of what I've seen Jake do. <laughs> I, could re- I could replicate it. First season, we used a single door um, freezer from Josh Hatton. Um, each... Our level was about a point of degree difference. We used a five-liner Sistema, was it? Yeah. Five-liner Sistema um, with perlite underneath with water on top of a um, a clothesline. Are we really going to roast each other? Or? No, we're not. We probably will. <laughs> Great. This season, we've gone, we've gone full expert level. We've gone double-door freezer um, with our good mount Peter Street picking it up. We've gone the Bunnings Flick Flick LED lights. Three dollars forty eight <laughs> from the counter. We've gone two heat cords, Habistat thermostat, pulse proportional, and the top shelf being thirty two, the bottom being thirty point five. We've used two heat. Um, we've used two computer fans on the bottom, one on the top. Yeah, that is honestly the exact what we've done. We have used the clip made. Um, can't remember exactly what leader, but the leader that has the grade like over it. Four and a half leader or something. They've like got that. the grade over it. Yeah. They're about twelve dollars each. Big W just had thirty percent off. Like I said, this episode we're being completely transparent. 
we're using them with a clutch on one clutch on top with no two, more two clutches per container. Last season I did two clutches and I fucked up dearly. Mind the language. Bit of mold. Got a mold, but I also use perlite. This season I'm using a damp sponge and that is it. Yeah. Last season a lot of people did no substrate, no humidity, and they hatch fine. Yeah. So this season I'm just doing one sponge, one damp sponge, that's it. Well, like yeah, two on each side. For sure. That's it. No splash, nothing. That is what we are doing. We're also using the five litre Sistema tubs with a with again uh, the Baker's Delight bread cut tubs. I'm going to cut them. Yeah. I've got a couple of them already cut up. We're going to use them with again with a sponge underneath. Are they the tube top ones? Are they or I don't know. The the red ones. the red ones or the brown ones? Not brown. They're red or blue. They're either either. Oh, okay. They're literally five litre. They're pretty much rectangle. Like, they're pretty much a perfect rectangle. Yeah. Two and a half litre, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, one of the smallest ones you get. Yeah. But ideally, the small ant clutches in them, the bigger ant clutches in the big... And what about what about the olives? Are you, olives, are you I honestly those? don't know. I've talked to my good friend Peter Birch, and he said you dry perlite. Okay. Well, so, completely dry. We're literally, we're literally halving half our incubator. We can literally probably fit about 80 clutches in our incubator. We're halving it, and the olive python clutches are going in half of it. Yeah. One at 31 and a half, one at 32, because that's the recommendations we've had, okay. and the antrees are literally going to fill around it. We're, we're, honestly, I think if you if you incubate an antrees clutch or any carpet clutch between 30 and 32, you're going to hatch out hatchies. Yeah. Honestly, that's just what it is. Um, all right. Pick ups. Frizzy Blueies are still are Frizzy underscore Blueies. Everyone follow on face uh, on Instagram. How many ants did you produce last season, Eden? How many ants did you produce last season? Let's be honest. Me Come on, guys. Personally, I produced I think twenty nine. Twenty nine. All right, I produced one hundred and twenty four. Big boy, getting it done. That's with at least half my clutches going off to mold. Still got a couple in the freezer. Still a couple in the freezer. <laughs> if anyone wants a couple, the ant, you know what? The Albino Max in the freezer actually come up very dearly. Mm. Really nice ocelots. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> it makes me cry every time. Oh, all right. I forgot to bring this up with you. I've, I've, I was going through my little. Oh, um, no, here we go. My little freaking mouse, mouse slash rat, whatever you want to call it, box in the freezer. I found it. A frozen New South Wales or something in there. Did you accidentally put that in there? Okay, or? so that really light Antresia Stimson what, what I. What was that one? Was one of my wheat belts, my F2s. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I, feel like I hatched out, out, an, extre- like, I hatched out an extremely reduced pattern, very light, almost T plus purple F2 wheat belt. Yeah. And it came out dead. So. Bummer. I so freeze the best ones. I it? freeze everything that dies just for the fact of so later on we can look at it. They seem to colour up throughout the freezing progression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh wow, it's been a big day. All right, so Victor Vic Vic underscore. Ant. I want to make sure I say this exactly so everyone can go follow them. This is on Instagram. Vic underscore ants. How many rodents are you freezing each month? So there's a bit of a. a well, just really started. So We've just no. started, but Eden and I would be like to be would like to be freezing between a hundred hundred to one hundred and twenty pinkies per week. I would say that per yeah. week. Yep. Yeah. And then about everything else was a bonus, so about maybe 
100 to 100, uh, 100 to 200 pinkies a week, 100 to 200 fuzzies a week, and then whatever wins are left over, so about 50 to 100. I reckon that's pretty We'd good. We'd like to obviously grow up a, a number of stock to be able to replenish our breeders. Pretty good guys. Victoria, Vic underscore Ant also asks, how much does it cost to heat? Well. Well. I've got accurate numbers. I've been living at home a little bit longer than you. Yeah. My... <laughs> a lot of people would really criticise me. <laughs> I don't know if I want to answer. <laughs> My one-bedroom unit last year to heat cost me... The biggest electricity bill I had was $700, which Not is the bad. average of a four-bedroom home. Osgrid <laughs> 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 reminded... Osgrid made sure that reminded me of that. So, it is a bit more than extra, but you got to remember, in snake terms, that's literally one T-plus a quarter. Yeah. You sell four T-plus stimmies a quarter, and that pays for electricity for yeah. the year. Yeah, Eden right. and I are lucky enough that we've got the breeding room and the snake room, and then the hatchery room, so it's obviously going to be less. And if we split it between us... The girls don't need to know. The girls use the washing machine and dryer heaps in the in the washing machine. Ten not being <laughs> not being sexist, but it is what it is. Yeah. Ed and I will will claim all the glory. All right. We'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's from Vic Ants. All right. That underscore dat on Instagram. That dat. That dat asked. What's your holy grail of snakes? The holy grail. I'll let you answer that one first, mate. I don't want to answer the same as a lot of the books, but honestly, the holy grail of Antresia, carpet pythons, there's two answers to it. Pied and albino. Yeah. Pied because you don't know what the pied's going to do with it. Albino because albino into every single colour morph is going to do something different. Sorry, was that... In our collection or just in general? No, in general. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you, would you agree? That oh, pieds, 100%. So, pied, so, much no, so our pieds, like, you don't know what they're going to do. No. But you have to have a legitimate pied. You have to have a pied that's going to change, for example, a marble pied. You're going to have to have a pied that's going to have marble, you're going to have normal pattern, and you're going to have to have white. Yeah, pure right? white, yeah. But you're also going to have to have a pied albino that's going to have... Literally, in our Beano pot, our Beano marble. Yeah. But in saying that, you have to have a real pot. Yeah, that's right. They're my two holy. Gra- I know it said one, but two. I'm pot and our Beano. Praying they're out there somewhere. Our Beano is in everything. Yeah. But it is yet to be in everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. out there. It's available. It's very readily available in our collection. But is it available in everything? Not yet. So that that's the short and simple answer. Pied is probably the holy grail. And second, if not yeah, first, yeah. would be Albino. Yeah, okay, cool. Alright, so Josh's underscore Aussie underscore reptiles asks how good are T plus Simmies? Almost the question. The goodest. Mate, they are one of the freaking best morphs there is. There's lots lots going not on. Not to there. take away from T plus children's, but they are Freaking crackers. The, you look at a normal... The T-plus stimmies, you got the the fluoro ones, you got the more salmon ones like we've talked about. You've but, got... But, 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 mate, but, but we're missing a point. 
you look at T plus Dimmy normal localities versus T... Oh, so, so, okay, sorry. Fire out, guys. Calm down. We've got to calm down for a second. Look at a normal Simpson Python localities versus normal children's Python localities. How many you got? Literally probably about five versus two. Yeah. Six versus two. Yeah. Chuck in the T plus in both. You still got six versus two. Yeah, You've got yeah, yeah. so much more, more var- variety in T-plus Timpsons. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. Do you not agree? Like, Absolutely. far out. And the contrast the, in the wheat belt T-plus Timpsons chucked into something else is unbelievable. Even the, new, the, like, the reduced New South Wales, if you put that into T-plus, you're going to get animals that look completely different to... To the wheat belts. Okay, the teeth. No, 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 no. Let's just let's just quickly go on a rant. I just got to quickly go on a rant. Tarbles. They're this this off. Has anyone yellow. done that? You know, like a no, no one. Done, the tarbles are an off, off T plus, an off yellow color to marble. Mm. Imagine what an orange Stimson's python, an orange T plus Stimson's uh, to marble would be. Next level. It would be crazy. And you know what? I don't care if anyone criticizes for this. This is one of the whole reasons we're on the podcast is that people hear our opinions. It'd be nuts. Oh shit, yeah. Far out. Like it'd be next level. I think yeah. The and hobby gosh, you didn't you didn't ask a question, mate, but far out, it just fires me up because the T plus Simpsons, they offer so much variety and yeah. so much yellow and orange and clean, crisp pattern. The hobby's waiting for people to take that step, and I don't think there is people out there that have done it and probably are too scared to admit it. But I think that's what the hobby's really waiting for, for for a few people to take that step and see what can be done, and who knows what's going to come from it. Who knows? I'm going to calm down now. I've got a very strong drink here. I'm just going to calm down. <laughs> but that's what I think about T-Blast Timmies. Yeah. T-Blast yeah. Timmies are the best. Alright. It's just Kylie, or Ky- Kaylee, asked two questions. What spot- spotted python morphs do you offer? Do we offer? So, so 2019 season, we offered our Beano Max. Blondes. Head our Beano Max. Poss head our Beano Max. Blonde head our Beano Max and our Beano Max. Yeah. This is a big one. 2020, what are we planning to offer? We're, ex- we're ex- expecting to offer posshead albinos, blonde posshead albinos, yep. blonde head albinos, head albinos. We have, depending on the clutches, right now we are only expecting to release one or two albino max. Yep. Should, we, should we release any double head albino marbles? Probably not. Not a chance. No, nah, not a chance. Not, Sorry, guys. Not you're going to have to nag us. We're going <laughs> to have to hold those ones back. Like, right. We can't guarantee we're going to get anything out. And whatever we do get out will be heavily protected. By Sorry, guys. Anyway, I don't know about... Speak for yourself. Like, Sorry, guys. Oh, what about Platinums? Are we, are we releasing anything on Platinum? No. Nah. No, not no, yet. It's not too, yet. We too, have to work it out if it's uh, too fresh. We're gonna hold everyone back. It's not fresh at all. It's literally for us. It's it is. literally for us. Fruit it's fly. Very, it's fresh, but it is very fresh for us. All right. Next question from it's just Kaylee. Is spotted children's pygmies or stimmies? I don't know if it's what morphs in so each what? do we have, but what do we prefer? Spotted children's pygmies, stimmies. For me, it's stimmies. Stimmies. Yep. I prefer spotted. Yep. What do we have in each? I have. Like I said, in all the spotteds, I have what I just said. 
I also have um, pet marbles and marbles and children's. In the PBs, I have nothing. Very sorry, contact Mark Green. In the Stimmies, I have um, T Plus, Het T Plus, and Wheatbelt Het T Pluses. That's about it. Maybe this season, I might have reduced pattern uh, T Plus Stimmies. Yeah, okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Jade underscore dat underscore squigs says, Can you give my blog a shout out? Her blog, everyone out there on Instagram, look it up at the underscore lizard underscore girl underscore jade. Check we, it out. We can't recommend enough Instagram and social media. We have to support our young herpers out there. So, like us when we were younger, please support us. Um, we also have another question. Reliever? Reliever? Do you allow potential buyers on site to have a look at the snakes? We can probably all, depending on... No. No, the, the, no, 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 no. If it's depending on what it is, if... At our facility, do we allow anyone Absolutely not. Absolutely Abs- not. No. I'm sorry, guys. We don't allow anyone at our site. If you're a local, you're living in the area, and it's... We'll meet up with you at a local... Okay. Yeah, McDonald's is my hot spot. Ian's so. having a, a bit of a main mind blank right now. We don't allow any single person at our facility. No, without a doubt, no one's coming in here, really. Unless, Unless we know them personally, 150% trust Buy them. us a beer at the pub, we might consider you. <laughs> no, not I'm even. Not, not even. A, no, I'm joking. Jim Bean bourbon and Coke. <laughs> Double. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Honestly, we don't let any... Uh, there's probably... We can count on two hands how many people have actually been at our facility. If someone's and they are close friends. If someone's looking at buying a serious snake and they want to check it out beforehand and, and we know they're going to do some good stuff with it, we might consider... Meeting no, up and... Not even me. Not, not at the house. Ian and I both have to commit to it. So... In 2019 and 20, slash 20 season, we've actually both agreed on one thing, is that we're going to send a lot more videos to people. A lot of people ask for pictures, we send videos. We send videos of the snakes feeding, we send videos of the snakes handling, we send videos of the snakes in their tubs and how they move. What this allows is that we allow that they don't have any neurological disease from inbreeding. We allow that they feed. We also get the people, um, when we pick them up, to fill out a, um, a, almost a terms and condition form saying that the snake feeds, saying that the snake is in good care, because that's what it is. That no snake leaves l- l- minimum 10-plus unassisted feeds. Yeah, yeah. Most of them leave 15, 20. 15, 20, But yeah. 10 minimum. And they at also... Least, that least. permission slip also permits that, that we have told them how to keep the hatchies. Yeah. So if they, if they go on... Because we've had a number of people this year that have said they've changed the changed what we have told them and then asked for our advice and asked for what we've we should given do. them the whole rundown on how you should keep a hatchling snake and they'll buy the snake take it home chuck it in a two-foot enclosure as a or their, as a, as or a their, or their boyfriend's sister's friend keeps snakes so knows how to keep them and then asks why isn't my snake feeding 
will have you kept it in the setup we've told you in a in a five liter Sistema. No, you haven't. No, it's all about. So why the... ask me what your new setup is? I'm sorry, but even my back to time management and managing a full time job have been very fed up with people changing setups to how we've suggested and then messaging us saying they're not feeding. Eden and I have swapped out a number of snakes because they haven't been feeding. And now we, Eden and I, both have upset girlfriends because we've got snakes under the bed and in the garage because we have to quarantine them now. Yeah, that's right. And, like, it it takes time out of our days off. Like, for instance, having to drive two hours to go swap a snake over. It's just not right. Come on, guys. On on your one day a week or... This Whatever. isn't our full-time job. We do this as a passion, as a hobby to pay. We use the money you pay us to feed our snakes and give us vet checks. Come on, guys. Please. Yeah. Yep. Is that all you got in? Yeah. No, yeah. Get the point, baby. Get the yeah. point. I'm very fired up about this subject because I've seen you struggle with it, especially like we said earlier about your stress levels. And you get very stressed out when you sell a snake and it doesn't eat. And then, well, I, I and will then never. I, and then never. I. So let's, for for example, let's just use your example as an example. Straight you sold a snake, didn't eat. After a couple of weeks of advice, didn't eat. Eden and I, after one of our podcasts, got so fed up. I literally did a tutorial on how to feed six different snakes that I had yeah. in my collection that just, all fed just differently. Just before you go on quickly with this, to put it simply, I will never, ever, ever let a snake go. Until I know that it it is feeding. Yeah, I know, but you and I are both fed. We have both released snakes yeah. that are feeding ten plus feeds. They no. don't eat for four and that's weeks comes, and then you're home. But comes they bring down them to back. People not listening, and they just. But they bring them back. We set them up in a different setup to our hatchy room because they're yeah. in quarantine now, and they still eat. Yeah. Because people aren't listening. No, that's right. You and I send videos now. Videos. Of you and I after podcasts of how we feed our snakes, six different snakes that all feed differently so people get an understanding. You then swap out the hatchling. Now you've got a hatchling sitting there in the next three to four months in a quarantine um, system because this person couldn't listen to strict guidelines to get the snake to feed. It's quite frustrating. It's very frustrating. I've had good mates give the snakes back. But then I've also given the snakes back with another 10 plus assisted feeds and four unassisted sheds. Yeah. So that's just one of those things. Uh, It's getting late now. It's almost 11 o'clock. The girl's gone to bed, so we should wrap it up. Yeah. But I had one more question today on Instagram. Okay. I think I had two. I can't remember the first one. Far away. Really sorry, Jurassic Wildlife. I know it was from you. What is your most anticipated project this season this season yep this if, season go if, if I'm being 100% honest it's going to be getting some double head albino marbles out straight and simple is that it that's my most excited one but always yeah there's a lot more stuff going on but I've got a lot of other exciting stuff like okay so just quickly white, white I, marbles white I remember, marbles I remember the first question what's my largest class clutch of spotted's I know we answered that earlier. Sorry. 21 with 22nd egg stuck in the female. Back onto the second question by someone. What is your most anticipated clutch? So your most anticipated clutch is double head albino max. Albino marbles, yeah. Head albino marble children's. Yep. Yeah. Closely followed by the white marbles. Okay. Um, 
pretty cool. There's a there's a lot of stuff going on this season. We've got a freaking lot. Like I'm excited for everything. Every every female that becomes gravid, I'm gonna be crossing my fingers for. You and I have both worked out that every single female is worth it. Oh. Every if, single if, female if not, that doesn't have a place in our collection, no, not even doesn't have a place, but her hatchlings won't have at least 50 plus percent held back, isn't being bred. No, that's right. Because there's, there's no point in breeding snakes that you're not... I just want everyone to be aware that Eden and I are expecting our biggest year bloody ever, and we're expecting 200, 250 plus holdbacks. Minimum. 250 snakes to keep. It is going to be bloody nuts. To say the least, And yeah. I can't, like, honestly... We've got, what, how many racks have we got being I don't know. At the moment? We've honestly, we've got the not two include... on the back wall, the two in the middle, the two out in the lounge room, and the two in the other lounge room. Not including the vision. We've got about two, four, six, eight racks being built. Each rack holds 72 hatchlings. Not including which... the vision for the grow-outs and the adults and that sort of thing. We've got, I think, about, yeah, what, seven or eight. It's going to be next level. It is. It and is. you know why we're doing this? is because, like Eden and I said earlier, we would love to be able to one day sit there and do snakes full-time. But right now, we can't. So we have to work a full-time job and try and commend this amount of hatchlings. And you know what? If we sell them or keep them, it's not a real huge issue to us. We're in the routine. It just means that we don't get as much time to relax with our lovely girlfriends who do so much for us. Yeah. Which, again, causes more stress because they are nagging us saying, Ian, come cook dinner or come clean up or Jake, come... It's more the cleaning up. Do this, I don't, don't, do that. I I don't, don't cook too up. much dinner unless it's on the barbecue. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do any cleaning or cooking. Just, I actually know. You're pretty good at cooking me I'll give you that. Megarine. I'm going to go smash <laughs> a couple of packets of me after this. No, I'm good at cleaning. I'm not going to cook. I actually know I'm good at cooking. I just can't be bothered. I'm in here. I'm in here feeding pinky mice when the cooking's being done so unless they want pinkies in between our spaghetti bolognese I'm sorry popcorn pinkies <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously guys come on if you want a project from us this 2020 slash 2021 season yeah come on message us be 100% serious if you have the money and you have had your parents partners boyfriends Daughters, fish bowl. <laughs> Fishes, everything, <laughs> everything. Because we do not have time to waste. This is one of our biggest years we have ever gone into. Nothing crazy, but we have just got whole back max. We've got double heads. We've got double heads of this, double heads of that. We've got double visions of this, double visions of that. We have single platinums. We have single marbles we have so many projects that we need to hold back albinos t plus we need everyone to be on side and to know what they want before they message us please that's all i can ask for and we won't yeah we won't be i can pray at night and i think you know what i think we're at a point now where a lot of our viewers and listeners will know don't message us unless you have money. Yeah, because we can't, we can't guarantee. Someone... A lot of a lot of the people that have been messages lately have been very good. They, they have the been. It's, it's been getting better. Like we will tell people if they say, "Oh, I'd love this snake, but I can't buy it for two weeks because I don't get my Centrelink payment for two weeks." <laughs> we say to them straight off the bat, 
we can't guarantee this snake's still going to be here. If you want this snake... The message is in two weeks, the snake's either there or you can put it. You can put it's a 20, 25% deposit and that will secure that snake for you, but it's non-refundable. So if you if you commit to that snake, you've got to, yeah, you've got to pay for it. Some other huge news is obviously that we announced last week that Reptiles Down Under is bringing Vision Racks back into Australia, which yep. is consuming a huge of our money, but as well as that, they're making a forum. So, Aussie pythons and snakes. One of the forums that I love years ago that I've been still that on. That's a good um, one, yeah. You can have a run for the money now with Reptiles Down Under, so. Pretty exciting. Should be good, guys. Anyway, that's about an episode about I reckon that's how a pretty, we, pretty consistent episode. How we run reptiles in a uh, fire. Reptiles in what? How we run unreal reptiles and maintain a full-time job. Yeah, cool. What do you say, Eden? Is that, is that about it? I reckon that sums everything up pretty finely. Good stuff, mate. I hope you have a lovely week. Fingers crossed next week we'll be talking about another 20 pairings together. You too, mate. Thank so you, mate. Have a good one. Bye. Cheers.